Boom. Oh yeah. And we are live. Welcome. Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 171. It is your pals, Mario, Brian. Mario, what's up? Not much. Uh, back into the swing of things now. We, we got our follow-ups uh, with a bunch of people that we've been meaning to follow up. So there's a lot of things in motion. Um, yeah, trying to start lining up travel. And we got a very special guest today. We do. Uh, you may remember him from episode number, oh boy, is it 162 and 63, I believe? It was in the 60s, yeah. I think maybe later than that. I don't, we're at 71 now. I'm going to check skibumpodcast.com to make sure. Check and out yes, it was episode 162 and 163. Ooh. It is our pal Frank. Frank, welcome. What? <laughs> Thank you, guys. What is going on, everyone? I'm uh, I'm sober for once again. Here we go. It's not going to last long. We all know how this ended last time. Yeah, not in a good all, way or in a great way. It depends how you look at it, right? We all started off sober that episode. And, you know, f- four hours later, you know, things uh, things got a little weird. Got a little well, strange. Got a little fun, though. I vowed a, so, a week, of, week of drink celibacy this week. And it's ending on a Thursday because I'm just done and my girlfriend's off tomorrow. So we're uh, going to have some fun. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are not working tomorrow who are on this podcast. So <laughs> this could go in a pretty interesting direction. I think all three of us, we're all out. So nice it's extended weekend. Fuck yeah. Nice. Right. I even took Monday off. Fuck yeah. You know, I took Monday off too. Fuck those people. <laughs> Sticking it to the man. That's yeah, what stick we do. It to the man. That's right. Beautiful. If it was ski season, I, I should have gotten laid off in like fucking December. It would have been great. Best Christmas gift ever. Ah, yeah, Mario, you really did not play this off well at all. I mean, your time is atrocious with this. They were supposed to get rid of me in January, and then they extended me because of a big project. And I'm like, I half almost said, no, nah, fuck yourselves. I want to just ski for like three months. And I should have done it, but I don't have any cojones, and they pay me really good money, especially for being in Florida. So <laughs> You should have just pulled like a hashtag me too move at like in January, so they just got rid of you. There you go. Well, I didn't have to accept the, the extended offer, but I was like, he does a lot of fucking money. So I was like, I'll hang in there. Money's fun. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's what's going to pay for my ski trips next year. Already, already planning that shit. Right. Yeah. To your, that's, to your that's, that's right. <laughs> got to afford the yacht and got to afford the yurt. <laughs> Papa's got to pay the bills. Thank you everybody for listening. Really do appreciate it. Check us out. Ski podcast.com. We are available on all the socials. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're at Ski Bump Podcast. If you could, go to your favorite podcasting app, rate us, subscribe, spread the love. We'd really appreciate that. It would help us out a lot. Also, we're on SoundCloud and Spotify and iHeartRadio and all the places where wonderful podcasts are available. So find us, subscribe, share it. We'd really appreciate it. It's time. All right, for gentlemen, today. with that, let's do what we always do and start with the app rate today. Who wants to go first? Any volunteers? Let's let our special guest go. How about that? Frank, right. set us right. off in the right so direction. I'm having what you guys uh, refer to as what? A Cape Cod again? It was uh, a little. Uh, well, did you see yeah. an orange juice in there too? I do, I do. I got some orange juice, a little uh, cranberry, and uh, uh, gray goose. Um, gray goose is 
okay. I like Belvedere better than Grey Goose, to be totally honest. But if you're yeah, mixing it in a long time, if you're mixing it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you could just like I'm a big fan of the Costco vodka for mixing. You know, I don't like shitty vodka. The reason, well, it's actually, it's distilled six times and it's a giant bottle, as you can see. Oh, yeah, it's the Kirkland stuff. Yeah, apparently Kirkland's in line with like uh, the higher ups there, as far as filtration is concerned. Distilled uh, six at a time. Plastic bottle? Oh no! <laughs> if it's not a plastic bottle, then it's good that? for me. That's glass. This isn't pop off. Doing Tito's. How, how do you like Tito's? I love Tito's. Because Tito's, you can yeah. drink it. Or you could mix it, and you don't feel bad because it's not that expensive. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, Tito's is good. Uh, No, I I wish I had Belvedere, but I got to be honest. I was actually, uh, uh, I was actually in the mood for my typical Jack and Coke, but I went upstairs and uh, somehow, which just never happens in my house, I am out of Jack. What? Uh, My best friend would be so angry at me, and by my best friend, I mean Jack. Uh, he's <laughs> never had, well technically winter jack is still in my house um i still have a couple of those bottles because i like that's to have weird those stuff up. that's not really like that's like a weird like mixed thing isn't it the winter jack it is it is it's like a, it's like a, a wine like a like a warm wine almost it's sort of like almost like a jaeger tea-ish thing mm-hmm. like an attempt because you're supposed to serve it like warm right so yeah. you can have it both ways. You can have it on ice, extremely cold, which is actually delicious, or you can warm it up. And uh, like I like to warm it up and put some apples in it, uh, especially in the fall time, and it just like puts the mood just right. Pretty damn awesome. So that's winter jack and apples. It's like winter winter warmer. jack and apples. It's delicious. So they, apparently, it down. I gotta try that shit. So I just did a little a uh, little Google action here. And apparently, if you're putting vodka, orange juice, and cranberry together, it's a summer breeze. What's a, ma- what's a madras? Isn't that the same? I think the same thing. Yeah, I think that's. I think madras is Spanish for summer breeze. Uh, uh, As someone who knows mm. almost no Spanish, I'm huh. saying that. And now someone gave it a four out of five. Like, how do you like? It's just a delicious beverage. I mean, maybe it's not. You know, it's not like ordering a Jack on the Rocks, but it's delicious. Oh, I you wouldn't know call this a summer breeze, though, because there's not that much sweetness to it. It's the, you know, it's kind of tarty. It has that bitterness with the orange juice. I don't know if I would classify this as like a summer breeze. Like That's not the name I would choose for it. The summer breeze uh, is actually like equal parts of all three. And I think the yeah. Madras is way more cranberry heavy. Why don't you just get wicked hammered on some fireball? Call it a day. I mean, my drinks are never equal parts of anything. It's always more alcohol than everything else. I don't like my stuff sweet. So once they start yeah. getting sweet and syrupy, it, it's that's it. I can't have that. Not really that's cranberry true. juice. Too much cranberry juice. It's just very. There's a lot of sugar in there because cranberries naturally are very bitter, and God knows the American palate can't take anything that's not overly sweetened. What was it? The Departed. He's having cranberry juice. What are you having? Your period. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> What, what do you have you period <laughs> uh, it's great but yeah so that's, uh, that's my drink of choice tonight which uh, nice. I'm usually uh, I'm usually a dark drinker you know I usually like my bourbons and my scotches and my whiskeys and everything else but uh, uh, today we're going with vodka and I'm going to roll with that I was trying to do a gin and tonic too but apparently I'm out of tonic I'm out of everything in my house damn uh, I don't do tonic yeah. anymore I do gin and, and club with lime it's a good thing you're off tomorrow, so you can go to Costco and go fill up. You get the sample tomorrow. That's it. 
I don't like going to Costco. I feel like I'm gonna mingle with the commoners. Like fuck them people. It's like shelf <laughs> shop shopping. Come on, I'm too highfalutin for that shit. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I go to Wegmans and you know the higher end areas. Mister Fancy over here. Fancy. That's right. Highfalutin. You know what scares me about Costco is the size of their carts. They made them bigger, and they're like two of them barely fit in their aisles. It's freakish because they're like well, super sized carts. I just don't understand, and I, I know it's uh, I know it pays for itself and everything else, but I don't understand the whole theory with being a member of something and why I gotta go there and pay with like an American Express and a fucking like and you still yeah, gotta check yeah. like it's nineteen eighty five or some shit. Now I don't understand the whole Visa. fucking. They got rid of American I, Express. I, yeah. I don't get the whole thing. Why can't I just walk in like a normal person off the fucking street and just fucking get the same discounts? Why do I have to be a member of your shitty ass club? Well, because like, it's weird. They actually have all. They have almost minimal, like they have almost no markup on the products they buy. They make all the money off of, well, most of their money off the membership fees. Yeah. But that's why. It's just be cash. Like old days, just fucking walking with a wad, be like, boom, here's two bills, bam. Getting my fucking toilet paper and my, my fucking whatever else you get that's super sized. The thing is, is, you pay with cash, you got to get change. And that's probably got people touching stuff. Like with the credit card, you just stick it in there, you wave it now, and you're, you're just done. Like just wave it and done. I don't want people touching my stuff. Less okay. touching is better. Dude, I got a nice set of tires there for, I think I paid 600 bucks for my tires. Full set. Nice. Look at that. Yeah. I like going to Costco because I feel like, I feel sexy, I feel intelligent, I feel rich when I go to Costco. Nice. That's why I got me. You walk into Walmart, you feel like a fucking Greek god, boy. Plus you're in Florida. I know. Jesus. I see you going up. Uh, I've gone to Walmart at like midnight, and it is a fucking freak show. You want to see some that, interesting shit? Like, listen, that that's like singles night for like you know what's that? <laughs> it's like a thriller. It's like a thriller video. <laughs> it's like you're doing a documentary. Like, why are you here? That's what I'm filming. A documentary. I want to see the shit that goes on. That would be hey, good. Uh, you want what's in this bag? Dude, I don't know what the fuck's in that bag. Get away from me. It, it took me approximately 25 seconds to take the fucking show off the rails. <laughs> like, literally 25 <laughs> seconds. We went from fucking I Pray Today to fucking Walmart trash in a matter of 25 seconds. This Boom. Is, you're right. serving your purpose. You're doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how you were, like, sending me an itinerary of what we we're going to talk about today. I'm like, I'm talking about whatever I want. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to read after the first three minutes. Are you joking? If it was a physical memo like the old days, Frank would have wiped his ass with it by now. We're not sticking to the schedule, guys. We're not sticking to the schedule. Is this a TPS report? Fucking TPS report. (laughs) I don't think we should be on the next subject by now. Did you fill out your TPS reports? Funny shit. Oh, shit. It's like, like, you remember in college when when you go visit colleges and they have a little like the tour guide people? And they just seemed like so into being the tour guide. They loved the school and it was so wonderful. And they had to go here and here and show you this and this. It's like if you just showed up drunk or high to that and just like messed up their entire schedule. That's what this is. Hammer to that and just be like, what's up, man? It's like a road trip. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Tom Green, right? He was like uh, the guy. (laughs) Oh, that movie is great. It's got so many good lines in it and just so many good scenes. DJ uh, Qualls, man. DJ Qualls. One of my favorite scenes there is when uh, the smart dude is trying to calculate how they were going to basically 
jump the gap over that creek with their beat up oh, yeah. fourth horse <laughs> and they're like trust me i'm in physics this is gonna fucking work <laughs> except that he missed a very common idea that when they would land a whole fucking car will fall apart <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just awesome it's just some it's good it. i love the old guy when he's talking to him about weed He's like, yeah. <laughs> not enough cock and balls. Yeah. <laughs> Did they walk in to meet him and he's just watching him like, girl's gone wild and he's got a huge ass boner going. <laughs> and, the, and the wife is like, oh, Harold, put that boner away. She's like smacking his dick. <laughs> he's like, what do you want me to do? Chop it off. <laughs> oh, great. That's the one Good reason I, I want to get old is just be that weird old man. Makes everyone young, uncomfortable. Just do it now. Oh, oh, no. so, so I actually got a funny story about that because I've, I've, I've totally reached the stage of not giving a fuck when I was like 12. But, <laughs> but, so uh, so today I, uh, I've been trying to save time in my life. And by doing so, I, uh, uh, you know, I've been trying to go to the gym like at lunchtime and I just take like an extended lunch instead. So this way I don't have to fuck around like at five o'clock with a crowd of douchebags who stares at each other in the mirror and jerks off to each other. You're uh, uh, being agile in your yeah. gym goingness. So you go so, uh, so, so so I get there and I, I get changed and I go to reach my bag to look for my gym shoes and voila there's no fucking gym shoes. So the only thing there are my uh, sandals which I use to shower with because I don't want to get you know foot fungus cancer disease gonorrhea on my toes. Yeah, so I got it. see somebody walking around barefoot all the time. What the fuck yeah. is that about? So I'll send you the picture. Maybe you could use that as the podcast uh, <laughs> intro. And it's uh, me basically. Uh, so I basically did the whole workout today in uh, sandals in the middle of the gym. You were that guy. I was that guy. And you're I did not give a fuck. Jerry the day. Getting yoked in yes. Jerry. Yeah. I was definitely Jerry today. Jim send Jerry. it, baby. <laughs> yeah, I should have been wearing a shirt that said send it. It would have been perfect. Hopefully, hopefully somebody's listening saying, now I know who that fucking guy was. <laughs> <laughs> so frank today beautiful <laughs> all right so frank is sea breezing even though it doesn't want to admit it mario what are you doing so i can't get this freaking thing to hook up right um i was doing a champagne in saint germain um look at, the, look at you fancy fellows you guys are embracing summer i love that it's fancy and highfalutin and then um my girlfriend is home, so she's like, hey, can you make me some? So I'm already done with the bottle of champagne, so I'm switching over. I got a second opre in the in the hole, and that is... Look at that. Oh, what? Son of a bitch. Not even Double a single. Sunshine. Double that sunshine. One, that one's been in the fridge since Vermont, and now that we're talking about shit and on the podcast with Frank... I think it's time. That's a lot of time sunshine now, my friend. Oh, double sunshine. I got a shirt to match this, too. It's fucking bright orange, too. Do you have a champagne shirt to wear as well? Uh, that would be my uh, mock, my, my little... Um, tuxedo t-shirt? Uh, tuxedo, yeah, tuxedo t-shirt would be good. <laughs> um, that would be my yacht clothes. I have to wear the nautical theme. Stuff. Like a seersucker suit? That's right. Something with a hat with an anchor on it. It's got to have fucking anchors and maybe like a little fake, uh, fake metal. I'm a big fan of anchors. But the champagne, champagne in Saint Germain was pretty good. It's kind of like a, um, 
if anybody hasn't had St. Germain, I kind of figured I would buy some today. And it's funny. They didn't, they had the big bottle. No, they didn't have a big bottle at the, I went to a Walgreens liquor store of all places. And, um, they had like a mini bottle of it. It was like, it's like a half bottle, but it's not like the little mini mini. Mm-hmm. So I got hold that. On, hold on. Hold on. Explain this to people who don't have liquor stores in Walgreens. Mario. <laughs> my name is Mario J. Fudd. That's I'm right. a millionaire. Dude, Walgreens liquor. And you walk in, they're like, oh, we got a bunch of stuff on clearance and we got stuff on sale. I'm like, we're a liquor store. I mean, it, you have prices, but they're like, no, we got stuff on clearance. And they just have like wine on clearance and freaking, I got um, Bulldog Gin, uh, which isn't bad. I got that for like 11 bucks for like a 750 milliliter last week because it was on sale. That's just like, funny when they're like, you know what? We need to name our gin. What should we name it after? How about, a, how about an animal that's, that's a mutated genetic inbred disaster of its race? And that's what we're going to name our liquor company after. Exactly. But anyway, like so- fighting sloth vodka. It's like <laughs> definitely coming in a plastic bottle. No one's going to be sipping that. Oh, plastic bottle stuff is great. And oddly enough, they don't have anything that's in a plastic bottle on sale. It's always like real stuff. And I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty legit stuff. So I was like, all right. Um, but yeah, I got this weird little bottle of uh, St. Germain. It's like cute. But um, that's really good, Frank. You like gin also. So you do gin, St. Germain, just a little bit of St. Germain, and either tonic or club and it changes gin and tonic, gin and gin and club. Mm, that's nice. good, man. Yeah, but anyway, it's an elderflower liqueur, so it's it tastes like honey, honey-like and flowery, but uh, that's a nice little flavor. Gotta say, um, it's good to wash it down with a double sunshine. I do recommend that. So have a bottle of champagne and then switch over to double sunshine. So nice. It's kind of like the other mimosa, where you get no juice, you get all alcohol. The Manmosa? Manmosa. Could be Manmosa. All right, Brian, what do you got? So yesterday was apparently National Tequila Day. And unfortunately, yesterday was a bit of a, uh, how do we call it? A shizen show with life, (laughs) work, and everything. So I couldn't even partake in National Tequila Day. So I decided to delay it to today. And it's highfalutin National Tequila Day today. And I didn't post the picture yet, but I will have had it posted by the time this podcast comes out. So I just wrangled up some of my personal collection of, of tequilas today. So in front of me... Oh, tequila sampling then. Tequila sunrise. Actually, more like tequila sunset. More like Brian's going to fall asleep in the basement on the floor by the time this podcast is over if, if this gets consumed. So that's so a regular have, Thursday night. And more or less, yeah. So I got... So right now, <laughs> I'm looking... I have four bottles of tequila with actually two more on the side here and one bottle of mezcal. And I actually started with the mezcal, which was probably either a terrible or an amazing idea because it just vaporized my palate. So I don't know if you guys are, are mezcal people. Anybody? Anybody I don't, so what's the real big difference between mezcal and why don't you explain that to everyone? Well, uh, I've got a mezcal from Del Magui, Maguey, M-A-G-U-E-Y, and their mezcals are apparently twice distilled and unblended from 100% mature agave espadin and are produced in the original 500-year-old ancestral handcrafted way. 
So apparently this is like good, good mezcal. That's and, a lot of auto label talk. Oh, what does that mean to me? <laughs> All I know is that if you like tequila and you also like the flavor of burnt tires together, mm. that's what mezcal tastes like. And this is apparently, this came in like this weird straw sleeve too. Like this was like a good fancy mezcal. Nice. And it still tastes like burning tire. So it's almost like the Malort of tequila, I would think. Yes. It's like a, how Malort is, get that burning tire taste. Mm, it tastes like burning. It's like, it's just, it's way, it's way more hinty, the burning tire flavor in the mezcal versus the very upfront flaming tire in your face of the Malort flavor. So how about if you did Malort, washed it down with that, chased it, and then chase it with something else that's not as burnt tire. Would that be pretty good? Here's the thing. So as I started with this, it kind of like it it kind of got my my taste buds on high alert. So then I rolled into something a little smoother and it tasted even better because it Ooh. It, it kind of it cleared out it's like it when a snow plow comes through, you know, and the snow plow clears the road and you can drive on it a lot easier. That's kind of what the Mezcal did to my taste buds. Nice. It was a snowplow in my mouth. It's like a snowplow in my mouth. That so sounds I'm, like a uh, day in a day in the local prison. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we've all been there, my friend, and uh, you know we've all lived to tell the tale. But I've started with that. I've rolled onto a Kirkland Tequila Silver, starting low end, and I'm gonna go all the way to the Herradura Ultra Neja, which I've had on the podcast before, and it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite liquors ever. You had a hard time finding that, right? Yes, and now I got a I got a bottle for Father's Day, and I found a place in Connecticut that carries it because I used to have to order it from California, but now I got a guy. So Sweet, you got a guy. It is so good. It's actually clear, but it's an ultra aged tequila, and it is so freaking good. Nice. So if you're like whiskeys and you want to dabble into some tequila and you're fancy, don't mind dropping sixty bucks on a bottle. I would recommend a thousand times over Herradura Ultra and Nejo. And I've also got this one, Trace Generacinos and Nejo. I got this Excelsia. I got that. What's that fancy one that you gave me that one time with that white and blue bottle? The, a little bit of that um, left. Clase Azul. Oh my God. It, it's, and I've even got the freaking jalapeno flavored tequila Ooh. here. Like, like you can get really weird here. Nice. I've actually had, How many have you had so far. Just the one, the burnt tire one. I've had that one, and I've uh, had some the Kirkland tequila silver as well. All right. So who's winning right now? This should be just matchup death match. Here's have the thing: one, the, one kill the, the, other. the mezcal it has a purpose. I wouldn't say it's delicious, and I, I enjoyed the flavor, but it had a purpose. They all have a purpose, but you got to death match it out to like your top one, your go-to. Oh, Herador is going to win. Like that's not even a question. You, you got to blind taste test. It. You got to close your eyes when you drink them. Yeah. I guarantee you the Herador is going to win. It tastes like marzipan. It's got hints of marzipan in it. Marzipan? How can tequila have marzipan? They barrel it. Apparently, they use almond sugar barrels to age the tequila, thus the marzipan flavor. That's like having a Malort Twinkie like flavor. It has a hint of Twinkie in there. Malort Devil Dogs? Ooh, Devil Dogs. Malortal Dogs. What would Malort go go with? Wait, wait, it should be like a little Goodyear logo on it too, because it's like fucking burnt tire. Goodyear, it's like the shitty tires. Yeah, that's it's true. Like the ones they have at a uh, like that 
like discount tire store where it's like four <laughs> tires for eight bucks. It's like the reused, the recycled, um, the trucks yeah, the, the, the the flying off and yeah, the treads. Yeah. Barrels into your uh, windshield and you drive off the side of the road, kill your family. Boom. You scratch off the what do you, what do you got now? You're opening something. I, uh, I just switched off to a chaser to my vodka cause I ran out. Not ran out of vodka, okay. but I ran out of my drink. I don't feel going upstairs. Cape uh, May Brewing Company. Cape, yeah, Cape May Brewing Company, a little summer catch. Look at that. You're keeping with the Cape theme today. If you haven't like had it, it, it's actually, I I like this brewing company. Their stuff is really good. There's one called, uh, I think it's, uh, I want to say Devil's Something. I have to look it up. But it's awesome. It's like an 8.5, like citrusy, like, um, I think it's a white ale, yeah. But it is awesome, and you don't even taste it. It's so strong, so you get really fucked up by the time you're done drinking it. Yeah. Well, Mary, when you were when you were up last time, remember I had those beers. That was those were the Cape May Brewing Company ones, like one of their summer summer ales. Yeah, that's right. We had the summer one, and their um, yeah, the coastal evacuation is really good too. They're double. Yeah. Uh, yep. I actually have that in the in the fridge. Uh, Devil's Reach is my is my favorite that they have. So it's uh so it's basically it's a Belgian strong pearl ale, um, but it's oh, uh it's an eight, yeah it's an eight point five percent. It has some like uh, oh. I'm looking at the ratings on right now. It's a BA score of eighty seven. Very good apparently, and uh, yeah, definitely fruity. It's very light. So when you drink it, you think you're drinking like a four percent beer, and before you know it, you're fucked up. So it's uh it's a good beer. Um, but this is a lot lighter. This is like a 5.5%. So it's nice to keep you going without getting too, uh, you know, handicapped. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Got to chase them to replace them, right? That's right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Brian, we got some stuff in the, uh, at Apre Ski to talk about today. Do we ever? So last week we started, uh, we talked about, those Japanese grapes that what yes. did they sell for? Like, was it like $17,000 for the grapes? No, it was a lot more than that. It was fucking insane. I yeah, got we grabbed last week's show notes. It was like thousands of dollars for those grapes. And I should have it here. Oh yeah. $11,000 for a bunch of grapes. God damn. That's crazy. Yeah, it was $460 per grape. How much is a bottle of wine made from that? Could you imagine? I know. That's uh, they're apparently very magical, wonderful grapes. They're very grapey. Very um, grape. The grape delicious. They taste like the actual grape soda flavor. That's where they get it from. From those magical grapes. Grape delicious. But right now there is an auction that will be going on at Bonhams in Japan for a very exclusive. 54 bottle whiskey collection. And they're estimating that at the auction that's happening in about two and a half weeks, that these bottles would go for between 580 and $770,000. So this is pretty cool. It's like, it's like a deck of cards. So they did them. It's one for each card, right? Yeah. It's pretty interesting the way they did it. And I mean, they have some really exclusive, liquors here and yeah like you, I'm like, looking like you mentioned the card so there's like the ace of spades which is the Hanyu Ichiro's malt it's, it's distilled in 1985 
bottled in 2006, bottle number 54 of 300, cask number 9308. Damn. Like they really like it's really uh, very specific and like limited every one of these bottles that are included in this set here. Well, who's so, like, big? Japan is huge into into whiskey, right? Yeah. There's that one brand that I read about that they um I guess the the guy from Japan came over to the US, learned how to make oh not to the US, came went to uh, Ireland, learned how to make whiskey and then went back with a girl that he met there and they got married and like supposedly they still have a soap opera about the uh their whole thing. Oh really? Is that the guy who started Centauri? Or uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Probably so, uh, I'm just illiterate when it comes to that. You know what I did this year? So uh my wife and I went up to wine country in upstate New York in the Finger Lakes and uh what we did is bought a wine for the year that my daughter was born and we're gonna do the same thing for my son. Uh and whenever nice. they turn like Actually, we're thinking about giving to when they get married, and they'll have like a wine of that year, which will be worth a shitload of money, like just because of the age of it. Well, um, as long as it's the kind of wine that can be aged, some of those wines they they have like a very limited shelf life. True. So uh, I was looking at this, and it says uh, that I was just looking at the most expensive wines. One of them is the Chateau Cheval Blanc, nineteen forty-seven one, which is. Three hundred four thousand dollars. You should get two bottles just in case. Wow! Yeah. Price, price, price per glass seven thousand six hundred dollars. That's like a bitcoin every time you're drinking glass. Wait, no, never mind. Half a bitcoin now. Wait, no, two bitcoins today. A bitcoin and a half, actually. About. It's about right. It's about ninety seven hundred right now. I think. I haven't checked in the last yeah, fifteen it's minutes. It's just under ten. Yeah, that's last I checked. Ninety six eighty right now. You know, if I really gave a shit, I've actually figured out like certain times when it drops and picks up. And if I really wanted to actually be a day trader in Bitcoin, you could probably make a decent amount of money. And just the patterns are really not that hard to figure out. It's just like, I just don't give a shit. It fluctuates so much there's money to be made in between, right? It does, but there's such certain times where it definitely goes up and down. Like uh, it's like it, it's in the AM. Basically, when like the Asian markets open up, uh, they seem to kind of spike a little bit. Then it seems like when they close, they drop again. And well, the same thing with the US markets. Figure that pattern out. That's when it completely changes. Like Bitcoin yep. is just it has that ability to to have a pattern, and then all of a sudden just throw that pattern to the wind and start from scratch. And uh, I just don't have the money to blow to actually be risky enough to do that. But otherwise, uh, that'd be a fun little game to play. I was talking to someone today. I'm like, you know what? What I like again? I don't know crap about trading, but what I would want to do now is short the hell out of that Beyond Meat stock. Like it, it IPO'd at like forty five dollars two months ago. It's at like two hundred and twenty dollars now. Wait, Beyond what is Beyond Meat? Is this it's is like this that, like that, that veggie popcorn burger, or whatever shit? It's like their rival, like their same kind of company. Yeah. Okay. They're coming out with like bacon, apparently, like plant-based bacon. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I think I said fuck vegans on the last podcast, and if I had to set it off, I'll say it again. Fuck vegans. That sounds about right. If you're offended, fuck you too. Whoa. I'm fine with not eating meat if you just don't want to have meat that day, but you got to eat meat to survive. I mean, come on, man. My meat's vegetarian. That's That's right. right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Apparently, um, our brains grew after we started eating meat, and that's why we were able to evolve to what we are. Allegedly, it just—it's just that I think that ninety percent of vegans are full of shit. That's all. Like, like if you're true and you really mean it, and that's really what you believe in, that is your belief, then I one hundred percent respect you. But that really must be your belief. I mean, you must be it for like years and years and blah blah blah, and that's what it is. Fine, but I think ninety-seven percent of them are just following a fad and doing it just because it's the cool thing to do. So honestly, virtue signaling. They want to be part of a crew, part of a clique. They want to say that they're this, and like they 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 tie it to their identity. Which and is they want to be part of making a stand, and it's yeah, it's just if, if that's truly what you believe in, then you wouldn't make such a big deal about it. You just be out healthy and crushing it and loving life, but you're too busy yeah. talking about it instead of just living your life and having it be part of your life. If you have yeah. to tell me that you're a vegan, then there's something wrong with that. Don't fucking tell me you're a vegan. Just be a vegan. Just yeah. do you. That that's they, fine. They use it to define themselves, which is a problem. Yeah. Oh, so uh, that Japanese family. So it's Takasuru. The father of Japanese whiskey. Oh. Um, so I guess that was the original, and it was from Scotland. I guess he married a girl from Scotland. Nice. That does sound like kind of a cool story. Like I want to watch a story about these two now. Well, it's pretty weird. We always wondered, like, how is how is Japanese that big into whiskey? And I guess it's because they brought it over. They started making it there after they learned how to make it in Scotland. I'm like, that's pretty freaking sweet. One thing I know is some really good stuff too, right? One thing, yeah, they do make really good whiskeys. Um, they've the Centauri ones have won like best whiskey in the world at those competitions. I know the the Scots are a little pissed off, obviously. But one thing I've noticed too, like you know, Japanese is a very homogeneous society. And you know, after my trip to Norway, which is also a very homogeneous society, you realize that a lot of people think the same way. You know, it's not like here in America, like the melting pot that we have and different cultures and beliefs and, and pasts and histories and families where we have so many different ways of looking at things where a lot of those places have like one way of doing things. So if, you know, someone over there brings in like, oh, well, this is really good. You should try it. A lot of people will just kind of grab onto that and like embrace it. Yeah. Well, this is, I guess they started Nika Distillery. Nika's that, that brand. Strictly from my Nika's? From and they have one in Hokkaido, which Hokkaido is one of the homes of Japan. Yeah, that'd be a nice stop, right? That would be a a whiskey tour and freaking pal ski weekend. Just get a horn of a horn of whiskey for when you're skiing. Pounding whiskey and powder. That's the one thing I wish I would have bought when I was in Norway. They had the horns, like the Viking horn, where you could put your your beverages in there. You should drink everything out of that. Like, so work, like yeah. I'm eating at work, I'm drinking coffee out of it. That's right. It's just a fucking, what, what is that? It's a horn of coffee. Why hasn't Yeti made a coffee horn? Like, like your little kid, like Benjamin. What's Benjamin drinking out of? His horn, of course. His horn, yeah, right? You like drop him off at, uh, drop him off at daycare, but like make sure he doesn't lose his horn. He lost yeah. two of them last week. If to kill another, uh, Water buffalo to get another horn. Yeah, that's right. And we'll do it. So, yeah. So, if you want to buy some really fancy Japanese show notes, so you can go ready for this auction, maybe move some of your assets around. So, by August 16th, you'll be ready to do some bidding. Trade some Bitcoin now. Now is the time. Or, <laughs> you never know. It could be at 20,000 by August. Who knows? That's the beauty of Bitcoin. 
It could be at four thousand or at twenty thousand. Or Most three million dollars if you're John McAfee. Dude, he's he got like arrested at yeah. sea. Yeah. Dude, that guy is like, I want that guy. Dude, like I don't know if it was the was it like uh, I forget what organization got him, but it's one of the, the US um three letter branches. Was it the whale protectors? It was them, right? They actually got something. It was PETA. PETA got him. PETA got him. Yeah, McAfee. He said, well, he said Bitcoin's going to be at a million dollars next year. Or he's going to eat his dick <laughs> on like. That's on, right. On, did did on, you like, see the countdown? Yeah. Have you guys seen that? The countdown till he eats his dick. There's actually a ticker going. Dick. There's got to be some sick people like, how are we going to cook his dick? Are we going to cook it or he's going to eat it raw? The roll. <laughs> Considering what McAfee's dick has been, I'm sure he's probably going to have to cook that thing. <laughs> However, if it happens. People are just gonna be like, "What the fuck? This guy's a straight genius." <laughs> yeah, right. Never know. And that's the catch, right? That's the beauty of it. You got to be in it to win it. That's right. Yeah, I've always said I'd rather lose four grand than not win a million. Right. Totally agree. Just, say, just saying. <laughs> True that. All right, Mario. Next one. All right. Next up, we got. Uh, this is pretty fucking terrifying. Um, so in Costa Rica, at least 19 are dead after drinking tainted alcohol. So they're saying they did a freaking recall. They're saying um, 19 people died in Costa Rica after consuming alcohol contaminated with toxic levels of methanol. So victims range from 32 to 72 in age, and they consume the tainted alcohol in various cities. So there's no fucking rhyme or reason. It's all over. Um Costa Rica, and they're saying the uh, country's Ministry of Health revealed that, and um, they're saying everybody appeared to have died from methanol poisoning, and they're saying uh, San Jose, Cart- Cartago, Limon, uh, Guana- Guanacaste, and Her- Heredia uh, is where everything was reported, and they say they've confiscated more than 30,000 ba- bottles of alcohol suspected to be tainted. So that's what they said last week. And they're saying to avoid several brands that tested positive. Um, so that's pretty, pretty disturbing. But a lot of these look like they're in plastic bottles. So I don't know if uh, somebody and tainted them. And, Listen, uh, man, did you ever drink something called Grand Apache? No. That looks like revenge on the white man to me right there. <laughs> oh, no part of that bottle. No sirree. <laughs> Uh, revenge on the white man right there. Why don't you have one of these? You give us smallpox, we give you methanol ripple wine, whatever the hell it is. Why don't you have that some was- Grand Apache and a smile, motherfucker? That was that term. <laughs> that rum or vodka or who knows what. I don't know what the hell that is. Grand, uh, Grand Guard Apache. It is. It just says the spirit, the spirit of the fuertes, the, of the strong. There you, go. you can't trust that. That's right. You might fight a brother or two. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a Mexican wrestler called Gran Apache who died in 2017. Damn, methanol? Um, probably suicide, actually. Damn it. Crack- he was a Mexican luchador. Uh, I'm reading the comments in this uh, in this news story, and holy shit, people really love fucking hating each other. The comments are fucking precious. They're better than the story, right? Or just yeah. Brutal. It's just it's like, terrible. Terrible it, on top it, of terrible. It, it took literally about like two seconds before when 
total like <laughs> like just derailed and just like obviously you know liberal versus democrat the bullshit and blah 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 mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's just crazy just people love hating each other yeah i still think Damn. this is the bahamas just shipping out bad liquor to dominican republic and costa rica being yeah, like come on bahamas, all good come here that's right yeah people really uh and like who are the people who are posting this and like just could you mean like all day on here just being like just, you know, just posting be- and just waiting for people to just get pissed off and they're trolling. That's it. You know, there's somebody that's going to have the uh, the conspiracy that this is the weed companies trying to taint alcohol, so people turn to weed instead, right? <laughs> yeah, you can pretty much go a bunch of different routes for you know conspiratorially for these sort of incidents. You know, the, the weed companies. I still think it's the Bahamas or Jamaica doing this to boost their tourism. I think it's Area 51 to take uh, you know some some heat off of them. How about? Are we discussing that story at some point? Nah, we killed that last week. Did we? Yeah. That, that started that whole thing. What a fucking wacko. And now he's backpedaling because he's probably going to get arrested if something does go down. Well, it's funny how they planned it like two months in advance. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, we're coming in two months. So, you know, whatever you got to do, you get yes. two months. Heads up, Heads up man. If you're really going to storm it. You storm it today. It's like when so they, some- they test like Iran for like nuclear weapons. They're like, hey, the officials, the UN or the... um. Whatever that group is, oh group yeah, of, like the, the inspectors Inspector. are coming in in two weeks, so get ready. Oh, okay, so we got you know we got it's a week a to do whatever we want want to do and just clean, clean shit up. Yeah. Excellent. And then you know, speaking of of people being poisoned, this, this, this could this actually was on the bubble of do we put it put it, or do we put it under the ropes because yeah, this could go either way. Now, I will tell you, this girl, she's not attractive who did this. So this woman was arrested for pouring liquor down Taco Bell employee's mouth. <laughs> Hold on. Well, was attractive? Like, though. What's that? <laughs> Hold it on. Says, we got, I, I want to take a poll here. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know if I agree with that statement, Brian. You don't think uh, she's attractive? I, I mean, there's there's a lot of what let her do. You know, you just, see, you just see the face shot. You don't see any other part of her, so you don't. You have no idea. She isn't Taco Bell, by the way. By, Taco looking Bell. At, by looking at her crazy, like I would definitely stab you during sex. Eyes. She will be down to do a lot. She just definitely. She has the whole crazy package going on. Right. So that means for great sex. I'm not saying you got to marry her. Like I'm just saying, like you know, like I. I mean, well, she's got yeah. a little, you know. A little bit going. There's definitely uglier girls in her. There's definitely. I mean, her face does scream psychopath, though. Dude, Plus, let's let's do the facts. She is drunk and she's at Taco Bell, which means she's probably rocket shitting after that. So there's no sexy time going there, unless that's your thing. <laughs> so her name is Elena Agular Agular. Does that make her like a product of incest? Can't you have? Like, how right? do you have? You can't have the same middle name twice in your. Name. Was she that married means... to someone? Like, did her mother marry her father or like brother? And I, I did. right. Her last a... name. Right. It's, it's usually the father's last name and the mother's last name. So I don't That's understand. Same. Same. There's a lot of hyphenation going on. I don't understand the hyphenations. Yeah, the, the I, 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 pretty fucked up. That's like cousins or. 
sisters. Right. Or, the, yeah, the, the double sing. Yeah. Something's going on here. Oh, all right, let's, let's get to the actual story itself. So here's what happened. So, <laughs> so this, this, this gal. Inbred. Okay, so we got an inbred gal that's drunk at a drive-thru pouring liquor down somebody's throat. Who, who, and we're who, trying to who, figure who? out whether or not she's bangable or not. I think she's top right. of shit everywhere. But I mean, I, don't know. I mean, I think if you're drinking some Kate Mays and Double Sip of Sunshine, she's bangable. I'm just saying. We don't Two even know. Disagree. We don't even know what the story is yet. And the people <laughs> listening to this are probably we, going better. Just give us the headline. We'll tell you the story. Go to podcast.com. You can click on the link and you can actually see the picture and judge for yourself. You you do you. Whatever you're into, whatever you're not into, you figure that out on your own. But story. Nobody get Brian, nobody cares about the fucking story. Nobody cares about the story that Stephen A. Smith says. They just we, give a shit that Stephen A. Smith is an asshole, right? The headline is so, the story. Like, the story is is beautiful. It's a it's a tale. All right, let's dive into the story. Let's go for it. I love how they put a picture of the Taco Bell. It's like <laughs> it's like any other Taco Bell. Looks like a fucking Taco Bell. Yeah. Do we really need that? So this gal got arrested at a Oregon Taco Bell. The town Elena of Elena Aguilar Aguilar. We need to know. We need to say Aguilar Aguilar every time. I wonder if she has Aguilar Facebook page now. Twenty three year old gal, Cornelius mm. Oregon. She rolled through the drive through. Actually. It Beaverton is the town. Mm, it's Beaverton, joke here. Obviously. A Monday at 1.20 a.m. that she went to the drive-thru window and dumped alcohol in the employee's mouth. Damn. She has an Instagram account coming up. Oh, no. Oh, nice. <laughs> so she got taken yeah. into custody and she blew a .12 alcohol or blood alcohol level. And the That's Oregon not that high. 0.08 is uh, I think we're probably all at about 0.16 now. So yeah, you know, she saying, point, point wait, wait, isn't that she, high. It's also Oregon though. Oh, she probably stole enough for her ass as well. Well, she admitted to boozing and smoking marijuana and a bottle yeah, of Hennessy in her car. That's all I'm saying. That's my girl. 1.2 troopers or <laughs> whoa. Is and that how many she blew? It says that oh, she did not know the Taco Bell employee. So this is like I, I'm trying to. I, I really want to see the security camera footage of this. Did she like grab this person and like pull him through the window and dump the alcohol in their mouth? Like, come on, man. Maybe, maybe she person, is that hot. I don't know. Maybe he's like, person. come here. And, okay, so on barstool participant in barstool, they have some uh, more inappropriate pictures of her. Thank you, Google. And yeah, she she can be definitely fire. She is not <laughs> ugly. Let me just say that. All right. So Brian was actually right then. Oof. Brian was right. But there's another thing that's saying officer watches women pour alcohol. Like, why? What was going on? You would watch too. Yeah. There's, I'm there's just saying that's some good cops right there. You're doing your, your country proud. That's some good American yeah, right. work. Where, where is this going to go? America. America. <laughs> America. Nobody America. gives a shit. <laughs> Uh, the face Go of one arrest. Yeah. Hold um, on. We got some research going on here. Okay. I'm looking at yeah. the, I'm trying to find the pictures on Barstool. Her eyes are kind of floating up. So if you notice, there's a lot of white underneath her eye. Uh, yeah, right her pupils are very high. How do pupils do that? Crazy. Do you see that? She's definitely crazy. She's crazy. She's crazy. Was this, they just pulled her over after she dumped liquor into another person's mouth through a drive through window. How was the, how was the poor conducted? Was it just straight up in her in the 
uh, drive through, like, like she got out and poured the liquor down the person's mouth? Was it like, that's what we don't know. Like, like, how good was it? Like, this is it might what, be good. It might be, you don't know. We don't know all this. We're not being told. This is what we I, need to know. See, this is, this is fucking, this is fake news. Fake news. Total fake I, news. Need, I need to know more. Total loser. Was Total she a stripper? Loser. Or maybe the guy told, told her to meet him after the club at his job at Taco Bell. And that's what he wanted done. Maybe this was all voluntary. Then he gave her up. Wait a minute. Why would he leave the? So how could he be working with that? What does his shift start at one in the morning? Bathroom break, bro. He just needed to see some titties. He went out there with some dollars. He stole from the cash cash register. (laughs) Dollar dollar bills, y'all. You never know. Listen, listen. listen, I'm going to be siding with Elena Aguilar Aguilar because obviously she has a double name, so it's double the truth. Aguilar 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 Aguilar. That's right. I, I, I'm on her side. I, I see the, her side of the story. She's a genie in a Hennessy bottle. That's right. You just got to <laughs> rub her a couple times. I think uh, she's doing the rubbing. Yes. Yeah, so. All right. So, uh, hold on. Visit. Yeah, they got more pictures on the barstool thing, Brian. Yeah, 0.12 isn't crazy. Because point of weight is a fucking joke, first of all, everywhere in the country. I know, blah, blah, blah. But come on, let's be real here. Yeah, she's Um, definitely got the crazy eyes, though. Crazy eyes. No. Huh. Can't look at you straight. Did not know. We call a cockeyed bitch Uh, in this. uh, Hold on, hold on. Hold on. So the news outlet. Looking at her picture, like if I look at her eyes, I feel like an organ's being pulled out of my body. Which one? Oh, kidneys, liver, whatever is whatever she could sell to get more Hennessy. All right, so she's saying that she did not know to talk about employee, huh? It doesn't specify no. to talk about employee's gender. This is true too. There's hmm. so much unknown here. But you gotta wonder who's the guy working Monday night or Monday morning at one twenty at the Taco Bell. Mm, like you think you're right. Like, it is Monday kind of night. And that's the kind of person you think would be like psyched about this this lady rolling wait, up. Wait, wait, wait! It's Monday morning at one twenty, not Monday night, right? Monday morning at one twenty. So yeah, it's so it's a weekend night. thing. Yeah, technically. So this could be definitely a Sunday night strip club girl. This is possible. I, I'm telling you, this chick is a stripper. But I, I I'm I, I'm gonna research this. We keep talking. If I find out that Aguilar Aguilar is a stripper, <laughs> then I get myself a pat in the back. Aguilar, Aguilar, Aguilar. Aguilar. Christina Aguilar, Aguilar. And nothing wrong with being strippers, by the way. I love my strippers. They're awesome. Good girls. Good, hard working. Hard working oh, girls. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Hey, they're, they are providing a service. They're hard working. They're usually physically fit. Um, I have no issues with strippers. They're beautiful women. Hey, you got to nope. do what you got to do. I'm not judging. Hey, man. That's you're right. gonna, you got to pay that Verizon bill somehow. Right? Hard working with Paul. Yeah, that's probably more like a sprint bill, but yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> that's like a, it's like a <laughs> cricket, cricket wireless bill. Yeah, cricket wireless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pre- fucking paid. <laughs> getting paid. Getting paid. Credit score is like about 110 right about now. Do you have a funny cartoon character on your, on your, on your cell phone carrier? Then that's the one we got. God damn. Uh, All right, what, what do we got next? All right, so well, that about wraps up the old app today. Damn. So now 
We're going to roll into Frank's wheelhouse here. Let's get into the Genjula. I'm just glad because we're like almost an hour in and we just got to the Genjula. Your nonsense. <laughs> so now I will, I want to start out with something before we get into the Genjula. Actually, we're yeah. in. And I want to give, tell you guys something that happened to me this week. So I shaved, I shaved this week, which is a special thing for me. I don't like doing it often. Doesn't feel manly to me. I like being a little grimy, a little beardy. Talking manscaping or facial? No, talking facial, facial hair. All right, all right. This is, uh, I'm keeping my stuff PG 13. You gentlemen are going, going deep. <laughs> nice. I gotta, I gotta run this chip. So, so I shaved and I couldn't find my aftershave because getting back from Norway, I had my, my shaving aftershave upstairs. I was shaving downstairs in the bathroom. Lo and behold, I went into the medicine cabinet and what did I have? But I had some THC infused lotion. <laughs> Nice. So, allegedly, Man. what allegedly. I did was my bleeding face from shaving was put this THC lotion all over my face. Oh, so soothing. I'll tell you, maybe it was psychosomatic. I don't know. But half an hour later, I felt so awesome. <laughs> like, I just felt like, you know, if you were to have partaken in a very low dosage edible, like a two and a half milligram, like almost like a microdose. Like, that's kind of what it felt like. Like, just a little, like, almost, you know, if you had Earth's gravity is, like, calling it a one, if you had, like, a gravity of, like, 0.8. So, like, you felt a little lighter, a little freer. That's kind of how I felt. Nice. And, so, uh, this could at be work, you're, thing. like, rubbing it on your hands all week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, like, I got a lotion on my hands. Chewing on it. <laughs> yeah, no, so. lotion my face again, you know, just at so, work. Perhaps in your place where there is legal cannabis products available, I would not dissuade you from grabbing some of that lotion and just slapping on your face or slapping <laughs> on something else, whatever's around, whatever Slap exposed them. skin you got that enjoys lotion, find that skin. There you go. Slap it on. So there you go. All right. There so we don't is. have a bean unless Frank has a bean. That's We've been bean free for a while. Whoa, 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 whoa. You think I'm gonna be on here without a bean? Is he crazy? Just saying. Just just had to throw it out there, just in case. Don't want you feel you know on the spot. Yeah, so in case you. No. So I'm gonna say that the bean of the week is gonna go to Moon Rocks. Moon so, Rock. Ah, very nice. Well played, sir. So if you haven't had Moon Rocks, uh, essentially Moon Rocks are like. Uh, they're the mega like THC laced uh, weed strain that you can get. So um, it depends on how you do it. So you can do it in a couple different ways. You can actually get like free rolls with moon rocks. You can just get the buzz with moon rocks. But uh, basically, they're like it's the taste of it is uh, very rich for like carpentine. Um, it's just uh, it, it, it's very tasty. It has a um, usually it's uh, it's basically weed that like, dipped like in hash oil um, or rolled in like keef, which essentially it's like the stuff that collects inside of your grinder after grinding it after you know hundreds and hundreds of times, and then you get uh, the fine like crystals. Um, it's essentially just very very concentrated uh, THC and CBD all within one. Um, they do make pre rolls of Moon Rock, uh, which is really really good um 
but I highly suggest it. If you want to look into it, you can. I'll uh, I'll send the boys a link to uh, learn all about it. But uh, if you have a it link, and you actually send us a link, a link, in- yes, <laughs> a link. Link. Uh, just so uh, you know, just to research on it, but uh, uh, very easy. Just look on Leafly and just type in rocks. We are men of science. But uh, um, highly suggest to go for it. There's actually, so I'm a true believer that uh, there's big differences between eating, smoking flour, vaping, concentrates, and everything else. So although... And each one of them has a pro and each one of them is a con. So obviously the most inconspicuous way of doing it is ingesting, you know, some type of infused edible, right? Nobody smells it, nobody sees it, nobody, whatever. Um, And it hits about an hour later. The only negative about it is that you don't know how hard it's going to hit you. doesn't matter if it's measured to a T. Be in the air, don't know. (laughs) <laughs> you, you can fuck it up very easily especially if you forget which can happen because well you're getting high so you know that has its pros and it has its settings too like you know depends where you want to consume edibles and then there's actually vaping uh, meaning not vaping flour but vaping concentrates oils and the pros of that is that it gets you really high but it doesn't last that long remember we talked about this last time when we spoke about consuming high levels of cbd and high levels of uh, thc and how you want like a good blend of both um the problem with most oils and most concentrates is that honestly half of them are full of shit um now they all claim like you know 80 percent concentrating in thc but the way that it hits is not the same because you need the cbd to actually hit with your cannabinoid receptors for you to feel that euphoric effect otherwise it's just like a whoa almost like an uppity high but it's very instant it doesn't last as long the best of both worlds is when you choose the proper the proper flower because you can choose exactly what you want. If you want an indica, a sativa, a good mix of both. Um, but then you get that good mixture of THC and CBD. And the healthier way to do it is by vaping uh, the actual flower itself. My preferable temperature is about 365 if it's fresh. Obviously, when that burns off, you should bump it up to like a 385. Anything after that, you might as well just be smoking it because it's pointless to just be vaping. Yeah. Oh, really? hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of different ways and a lot of fun stuff uh, to uh, consume, uh, you know, THC or CBD. Um, and one of them, and uh, going into the article um, that I saw, is that can product uh, for the drinkable, which is now going to be rivaling a lot of uh it's basically trying to rival alcohol now um mm-hmm. and i saw before you guys even sent me the link tonight uh i've actually been watching this in the news it's the definitely the biggest up-and-coming thing with uh that the thc uh can it looks good it's pretty cool huh it's yeah yeah very cool which helps us well before you roll into it you know you mentioned the moon rocks and you know just this past week was the anniversary of the moon landing allegedly if unless you're one of those people who believes that it was fake which you know i don't i'm I'm not even we're not even entertaining that let's just assume it was real and it happened that was the same summer that woodstock happened like isn't that amazing that that was what was happening 50 years ago in the summer july of 1969 those two incredible events happened and in summer 
of 2019. We have a chick pouring booze down a Taco Bell employee's throat, and we have going to storm Area 51. Like how we've just fallen societally. Have we evolved? No. Think we've gone it sure back. doesn't look like it. It seems like we may have gone back a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't agree with that. I think uh, I do. I think we're really, really excelling when it comes to being open to not just weed, but I mean, we're accepting of everything now. Well, I'm thinking, you know, I think it's just really it's it's our mainstream media is just pumping the stupidity parts when all the amazing, cool, uh, beautiful things are happening kind of on the periphery. That's just not being reported. Yeah, on but, by most but that's because we gave the 2% uh, you know, a loud voice, right? So it sounds like, so if you go on the internet, you think that everybody believes what you actually see typed at most, but in reality, it's just because the 2% of the population is just typing a lot because they got nothing better to do because they're a bunch of fucking losers. Sorry to call well, you guys also, out, but you are. Yeah, like, it's also the media, once they started being based on having to sell advertising, they became all about entertainment and not really reporting anything, just like serving themselves to, to make money. What's becoming financially viable for them to cause? Like, I mean, we talked about it before, you know, when you go and look at the comments, everything is so negative and violent. And two people, it's becomes two sided, black and white, no gray. And, you know, this is becoming, it, it's, it's drawing people in enough where it's drawing the attention and making these places money because they're able to get people to get eyeballs, get ad clicks, you know, get people to stay on their, on their sites long enough that they can benefit from it financially. That's yeah, the Speaking even of comments uh, and everything, like they're curated. Like they'll 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 delete comments. They'll go in and block users, delete comments. Facebook is screening stuff out because um, there's a lot of the fights because that's getting people to go there and click and post more comments and and keep checking the site and finding more things to click on to get them you know to to follow their ire somewhere else. But think you know, of this this way: if uh, if you give them the okay to screen out comments, quote unquote, screen out comments. Who's to say that they won't just screen out comments that are, that are for their best interest. Right. So they start screening it out because they're obscene and then they're, you know, less, you know, not easily perceived by people. And then it's, Hey, you know, it's in our best interest to block some of these comments. I I don't know. It's a slippery slope. They don't want to block much though. They want people to be pissed off at each other. Yeah, I think there's even cases where they have stories written written for actual magazines and and articles that are written about and they mention products and they mention things because they're advertisers in their magazine. You know, it's happened. Mm -hmm. Listen, I want to stay positive. You know what I'm really happy about this week? And this is really like monumental that's happened. Um, You guys didn't have it in your show notes, but I do want to mention it since we're in the gondola is that. Uh, and I'm sure you guys have uh, seen it this week, but uh, um, so finally in the Senate, they brought it up that they're going to try to le- allow, uh, number one, legalizing cannabis and taxing it properly on a federal national state. So That's it's good. actually going through the Senate right now. So they brought so a couple of different representatives from California and New York are bringing it up. So it's actually getting traction now, which is huge. That's so, never happened before. I know. So would that, that be the catalyst they need to actually kind of quote unquote make it legal federally? 
Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like this is actually in the Senate. They're actually trying to pass, like literally pass it so that it goes legal, uh, so that basically the you know um, the United States recognize government recognizes it. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Recognize it, so you know, so you no longer have to do that. Because right now in the states where it's legal, you kind of go, you kind of got to be shady, and like if you can use your credit yeah. cards, and some of them, it's got to be like hidden underneath a different name, or you got to just pay straight cash. And you didn't know. like drug dealers. Yeah, kind of. So they're going to basically say, you know what, we recognize this. And once they do, they're saying it's going to pretty much open up the floodgates and it's over. Like, this is huge. If this passes, like, the forget it. There's, there's been pressure, too, put on us by, like, you know, the nationwide legalization in Canada. I know there were some companies that were trying to run funds through Canada because you can't get loans and you can't do banking. But now if you're associated with a Canadian company, you potentially could try to do that quote-unquote, almost like laundering money, but you're filtering it through Canada to come back yep. down, or at least for financing, because uh, they, they won't let it be done in the U.S., which is kind of bullshit. Well, it's hysterical that we that anybody thinks that the government is protecting them from anything. You know, like, it's seriously, they're, they're just figuring out their way to make money off of it. And yeah, they're just protecting their interests, right? It's the same thing. Lobbyists are there. That's the purpose of it. If they can't make money of it, then they don't give a shit. But mm -hmm. it's becoming such a big industry at this point, which, by the way, right now, um, if, you're pay, if you pay attention to any uh, weed stock, you're noticing there's a slight dip happening right now. There's some negative news happening on it. Um, dude, like, I'm not the financial advisor you should follow but if i were to throw a dart on a wall i would say fucking buy right now because the minute that this shit passes and it will be either this year or next year it will happen all of them are just gonna fucking skyrocket and after that point you can sell but right now the main ones are at least gonna survive up to that point they just will like just they might even if they just trickle along up to that point the minute that point happens they will shoot up at least 20 to 30 percent and then just fucking sell so you can just ride it to that and maybe hold on to a couple who look promising after that point but oh, man it looks fucking good like, i'm just saying this is it, this has never happened before the fact that it's even in discussion it's it's nuts it's awesome it's it's good that finally people are waking up to realize that this is just simply another way to just people it's just another vice right just like alcohol is just like you know yeah. nicotine has been for years they're just another vice it's like a brand new vice untouched vice like like drinking it's crazy you know I mean, think about it this way. Like, remember they were talking about California going bankrupt? They're not talking about it now. You know why? Because they're getting the weed money. Yeah, they got their own little problems in the way they approached it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of black market weed for money going now. Yeah, yeah, California's uh, got a big black market weed problem. Yeah, you heard about uh, um, uh, and uh, so the federal is causing a lot. The federal is causing most of everybody's problems. So, for example, like you have California that can't produce enough, and you have Oregon that has produced too much. But since the federal <laughs> doesn't allow, to, but they don't allow interstate uh, commerce. Commerce. Yeah, you can't. So you know the easiest solution would be fucking okay. You give me your extra, and I here's my solution. Boom, done. But they can't fucking do that because of all these roadblocks. The minute those roadblocks are gone, it's over. It is just like collapse. And the minute the United States becomes the minute when this becomes legal, it doesn't start like oh here's a million dollar. It instantly becomes like you know a two three hundred billion dollar industry. The minute other countries see that it just instantly just escalates it's not going to be like a simple step it's going to be it, it, it will blow up within like nine months it's going to be like really fast pace was well, it funny that like, you look at like what they were doing they were 
they were stockpiling a lot of weed, like waiting for America to legalize so they could flood the market with their with their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't well, you know you look at I saw a, a statistic recently that was showing like the top twenty stocks by market cap. You know, it's like Microsoft and Apple and you know whatever the rest of them are, and it showed what the same list was twenty years earlier. You know, in two thousand, and only Microsoft was on there. And you just think about, you know, 20 years from now, like, will a cannabis company be in the top 20 market cap stocks? Well, yeah, uh, that's why you can't, well, honestly, that's why you can't go company. against Aurora. And, like, that's why you should not, uh, they keep talking shit about, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, Canopy and Aurora and Tolray. You can't, those are the big boys. You, st- you have to put a little, uh, I'm not saying put all your money in it, but just a, a chip or two in there. You have to, because those guys are those big guys. And one of them is going to survive, and one of them is going to be the guy that you think, oh, I wish I bought Apple in 1980. One of them will do it. I'm not yeah. saying which one. Fucking, I don't know. Like, you know? Yeah, crypto, one of them will. Bitcoin and and weed. If you if you have a, if you have a nice low time preference and you have 10 years to wait, just put a little money in that now and just let it ride and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, one of them could be Xerox, right? Who just gets fucked. There might be the innovator of everything. Like Bitcoin might be the innovator, right? There might be Xerox of it all. But at the end of the day, they aren't shit. But Microsoft and fucking Apple went up, right? And they yeah. were maybe whatever Ripple and whoever the fucking gives a shit, right? But pro- nonetheless- well, the, the, yeah, Libra coin. The thing is about Bitcoin that makes it so beautiful is that it's the only one that is completely decentralized, and there is no CEO that can change the algorithm. Every other one of those, you can find the person who's the head of that currency who can change the algorithm tomorrow and everyone else will have to just follow suit. You can't but do that with might, Bitcoin. That, that might seem like a good thing for us, but maybe the fact that it's decentralized might be a bad thing for the future. We don't know. The people's perception changes within time. In 10 years from now, they go, oh, that was a totally decentralized system with no ownership. Ha <laughs> ha, fuck that. You never know. People's, you know what I mean? The perception changes. In, in it's true, time. but things, things used to be so centralized and just our society, because we're all becoming more, we all have the ability to be more sovereign. And that's kind of where this decentralized model really shines. Like just like we were talking about the internet before the podcast started about how everything is ad-based and there's all this pre-roll crap and ads everywhere because everything is centralized. And, you know, Granted, I'm using Silicon Valley as my reference. Their whole plot was to to create this decentralized internet. And would that be better? It's possible. It could be a lot better for everybody. I mean, again, like to your point, maybe not, but maybe it could be. That's and that's we have to let this stuff play out. Which you know, it 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 could be, and we have to at least see and and find out for ourselves in practice if it is better or not. That rather than write it off either way. You know. I think it goes back to basic human nature. And at the end of the day, it really comes down to the reality that money makes money. And unfortunately, and as much as I hate to say it, coming from, you know, dirt shit, and as most of us would hate to say it, but unfortunately, people who will make that decision are the people who have money. So people who have money may not agree with the ideology that you and I have. As much as we know it's right, they don't give a fuck. So I don't think it's going to change as much as you think it is. So I think at the end of the day, a hundred years from now, it's not going to be so free. It will still be the most, I think the winner of it all might still be the one that could be the most regulated. 
So Bitcoin might be the loser at the end of the day. It might be the one which can be untraceable and unhackable, but yet still has a foundation which is tied to something that can be uh, regulated. It, you know what I mean? Like people who have money don't like just fucking saying, "Hey, everybody else have my money." They don't like doing that too much. Yeah, they that's, exactly, that's, that's exactly what happened in Congress. You get those goofy old fucks like Brad Sherman and uh, who are like, we have to ban this. We have to eliminate it now. But all those people have incentives for that. They're sticking to an old model. They're, they they have, you know, it's the old saying is, you know, don't expect a man to believe in something that is directly opposing his financial, you know, what makes him financially. Yeah. Yeah entrenched and that's that's kind of where we are right now like all most of our politicians are bought and sold you know they're all being paid by lobbyists and and you know defense contractors and pharmaceutical companies and you know to have something that kind of comes from the periphery that's a that's a better way of doing things that the smartest people in the world are working on and aren't swayed and forced and being motivated financially they're doing it more for the 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 science the um the technology behind it like there's, there's only, something there's something pure and beautiful in that versus you know just b- globbing onto libra coin because fucking facebook is the one that that built it and controls it yeah but I, like social socialized like think is like that's part of our world now like we got to deal with that because that shit's real you get a bunch of idiots that say i want to buy that thing because facebook made it and you know what that's going to be the big thing I can't hate the old way of thinking sometimes, though. I, I, I disagree with it, but I can't hate it. The reason why I can't hate it is because as much as we can all think that we would be better than that, at the end of the day, I don't think 90% of us would be. If you told me right now, okay, let me just draw out a scenario. You're 40 years old. You have kids, a house, you know, and liabilities and people to depend upon you being not necessarily rich, but just financially stable. Somebody comes up to you and says, listen, I have this idea. If you ride with me, I will give you, you know, X amount of dollars. I'll give you the potential to make X amount of dollars so that you can take care of your family and be just stable and secure. 90% of us will be saying, Absolutely, hell yeah, I'm with you, regardless of what the cause would be. Very few of us would be strong enough to stand up and say, no, that is not right for human society. I'm going to go against it. Fuck my own family, my own son, my own daughter, my own wife, and everybody else. It sounds heroic to say, but very few of us would have the balls to actually do so. So because of that, I can't blame the fucking rich assholes who are assholes because most of us will be assholes too. Most it's of us, just the truth. Yeah, hundred percent. Hold it it's on to thing. you're holding most on to us, your. Yeah, but most of us want to be those rich assholes. That's just it. Like we, yeah. we admire the the life, and we're like we're trying to get there. Like we're working our ass off to try to be that rich asshole someday to say, hey, look, I could do better. Like I can make things better. How do you know you would though? Right. So I think that maybe not. Yeah, you maybe, may not. Maybe we're not. But what I mean by that is that like uh, I don't think we're trying to be the rich assholes. I think most of us who come from nothing are probably just trying to be comfortable and be okay, right? Except that there's an addiction to money just like anything else. 
So it kind of draws you in, right? So we try to be okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I could tell you that. I remember when like I first like went to college, I wanted to graduate college and make like fucking 50 grand a year. And that's all I needed. Um, and throughout the rest of the United States, it sounds like enough. In the tri-state area, you cannot live on 50 grand a year. I'm letting you know right now. It's impossible. You can't fucking do it. Um, you know, that was like the initial goal, just to be comfortable. But as you go on to it, you know, you get different needs and different competition and just to be able to survive, pulls you in different directions. Different I'm just levels of that, comfort and expectation. Right. You know, you just start liking different things because at the end of the day, we're not ski bums. We're highfalutin ski bums. So, yeah. fuck. But it's we like, we, know, we like that. nice things. Let's be honest. That heli's we not going to pay like for itself. Nice Damn right. You know? You off <laughs> that heli, baby. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's in you. I mean, I've known people that are you know, pretty well off and successful. And it's because they don't stop. They sacrifice everything in their wake, their family, their friends. They don't give a shit about anybody because they're so driven to get from point A to point B. And that point B never exists. They say, oh yeah, I thought I was going to be happy when I, when I reached, you know, making half a million dollars a year or, and then it changed to a million dollars a year. And then my first million, then my second, like, and it just fucking never ends for them because they're like addicted to money. They're addicted to that that chase, you know? Well, it depends too. What is your currency? What, what defines wealth to you? What defines success? If, you know, if money is all that motivates you, then that's all you're going to strive for more of, you know, like time, time doesn't have that value for me. Like that was the same way as you, Frank, getting out of college. I wanted to make as much money as possible. Um, and, and then, you know, you, you in the workforce for, you know, 20 years or so, and you start realizing, like, what am I doing this for? Like, is this really, you know, spending all this time commuting and doing a job that, that's unfulfilling? Like, luckily for me, I've been smart enough to put money aside and invest in things. And and you get to a point where, like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to keep doing this rat race. Like, what value, what I value so much more now is family and time and just, and again, freedom. That's the thing like that keeps bringing it, like, the underlying kind of ethos that I'm developing in myself and in this podcast is that like freedom. You look at Warren Miller. What's his biography called? Autobiography. Freedom found. That's what he talks about all the time. And what is it about skiing that we love so much? It's that feeling of pure freedom that you don't get doing many other things. And that's the thing why I love Bitcoin so much. It is like a freedom of your va- of currency, of, of your storage of value. It's on you. You're not depending on some bank loaning your money back to you with these, these federal notes that's backed by just the uh, promise of the U.S. government. With Bitcoin, it's, it's something that you control on your own. And, you know, you said something there and like I uh, couldn't agree with you more on everything you just said. And the one thing that I really, really love what you said is like time, time with your family and just that quality time of being home. And it's like that to me lately has become the biggest, like just the biggest, just negotiating chip that anybody could have on me. If you tell me here's an extra, you know, whatever, 40 grand to your salary or here's an extra um, just 20 minutes at home, I will take the 20 minutes at home. Just to be able to just like you know hang out with my boy and just like or hug my daughter and put her to bed like that's 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 the beauty of it that's the biggest thing to me. And when you're you know, 25, the, you would think, wow, that guy sounds like a fucking idiot. You know, like I want that yeah. money, baby. Like I want that new BMW. Nah, like, 
Like it, you don't as go. You get, but as you well, when you're 25, though, if some, if you told yourself, if 25 year old you, you told that to him, he be, you be, he would yell at you. He'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? Because again, you can't process that at that age because you have different you goals. Can. Your currency is different at that time. Well, let's put it this way: we wouldn't be here talking right now if we were not the kind of people that valued that over money. Right, because we we be saying, why am I wasting my time doing this if I'm not making money? I got to make some fucking money at doing everything. Probably wouldn't have any friends. I'd probably be, you know what I mean, running around probably on cocaine, fucking trading stocks. I mean, yep. you'd be with Aguilera, Aguilera, just do a coke, <laughs> you know, I like get the strip club. Man, did you see my bitch pour that, that stuff down that guy's? Circa, no, we laugh my so ass circa, 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 circa two thousand and four. My wife. uh uh, I've said this in the podcast before, you know, I started skiing later on in life. And uh, uh, when I was dating my wife, we started dating when we were teenagers. She's the one who introduced me to skiing. And uh 2004, she brought me out to this beautiful place, uh, which I will visit again uh, and often do throughout the year, Lake Tahoe, and it's close to my heart and always will be forever and ever. So she brings me out there. And I was your typical... I'm not going to lie. I was a typical New Jersey asshole. We, we that, that, that. Jeans. That's all I want to know. We all are. What was that? We were all skiing in jeans. Were you skiing in jeans at the time? No, I didn't. Honestly, I just took her opinion on how to ski, so my attire wasn't probably awful. Starter jacket? Year. All right. Starter jacket? No, no. It was, it was oh. a Columbia jacket. It was, it was fine. You know, it was what, cheap, was though. It the shit. What was that? Was the bugaboo? I had my bugaboo for like 15 years. I freaking just got rid of it. Like, I don't know, not too long ago. Awesome. So, I, had uh, a, I had a black one with the, uh, the, it was like a tan fleece zip in. Yeah. I was tan. Of course it was too big. Awesome. I was like two sizes too big, you know, of course, yep. a typical oh, 20 year yeah, old my, dipshit. You buy, buy it, my you know? my like, boots were way too big. Chill, Everything bro. was way too big. But, uh, but but it wasn't but so i went out to tahoe and you know and i told then for me life was just a brat race it was about going fast 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 this 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 that 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 and that is my persona you can tell from the way i speak i'm always i'm a fast person i act fast i do things fast i get things done that's just the way i am right i need it done now there there get it done i just how i act However, when it comes to skiing, I went out there on Lake Tahoe, and I could tell you that lake, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was the California sunshine, that beautiful, perfect snow. Magical lake, man. Just that magical lake, everything about it, that Cali bud, whatever it may be, it just mellowed me out. I mean, instantly. You want to slow life down. Like, when you're here, everything again is so fast in the tri-state area. I mean, do that thing, I, you, you want to slow life down. You want to well, enjoy time you see that it changes your life. It's fucking life changing thing to go skiing uh, for the first time and see something so beautiful that you couldn't even imagine what life would have been like without that. Like you, you just don't know where the fuck you were. But, but I can tell you, I can, I can tell you the exact moment that it happened and it was actually was not skiing. It was actually chilling on the actual lake shores while the lake shores were filled with snow. And I was just like standing on the, just like, just, and then rocky shore was high waves. Okay. <laughs> uh i i don't rec- honestly i don't know maybe but not that crazy but I, I was just watching and i was in north lake which is way more relaxed than south lake is but i was watching the sun uh basically set what would be to the west of like mount talak 
Nice. And it was just beautiful. It was just like casting over, like hitting, like I could see heavenly across the lake, all the way on the south side of the lake as I was staring at the lake. And I was just relaxed. It just was that moment that I just felt like the just the weight come off my shoulders. And I was just like, you know, life is just simple. Very simple. Just do what feels right. Do what makes you happy and make people around you happy. And if it doesn't make people around you happy and doesn't make you happy, then just don't do it. And it just felt right. And from that moment on, and till this day, I will never exclude skiing from my life. I mean, I have two kids now, an awesome wife who takes care of every need that I need. And you know what? I make sure I dedicate at least like, you know, and this is, it doesn't may not sound like a lot from uh, some of you out there in ski towns, but from us in, uh, in the middle of the grind, I make sure I get like, you know, 15 to 20 ski days a year, every single year. And that includes the years where my son and daughter were born. And that's a lot to get out there. That quality, not quantity. The quality yeah. for you is worth more than the quantity. Yeah. I can tell you that most years I ski more powder days and I ski grindy, icy days by far. It's not even close. The days that I ski, but the days that I ski non powder are a third of them. Other than that, it's always perfect days. Yeah, and our, and our, you know, we have a lot of friends and listeners who obviously are in, you know, ski towns. We got people out in, you know, Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, everywhere. And you know, you guys, you, you I don't know, either you moved out there or you were born out there. You, you guys, uh, you definitely have a huge advantage over us in terms of time and quality. But um, we, uh, we, we do have to sacrifice a lot to get those days out there. But it is, it is so worth it. And, you know, all of us have that goal of, of ending up out there in those, those ski towns and, and getting our 50, 100, you know, 150 days in. And, you know, we're all going to do it. It's just a matter of when. And, you I mean, know. Sometimes I wonder if I appreciate it more because I can't go so often. You know what I mean? Like, I really yeah. look into the trips a little bit more. I really take a little more time planning stuff out. And, um, I don't know, enjoying every, every moment that I'm out, like, that's, I take a shit ton of pictures usually. Of course, I don't post enough on Instagram and stuff. Remember that one? There was that one winter where we went up like probably, I think through February and March, we went up every single weekend to Vermont. Oh, that we was were the, doing the show. Like, um, Killington House. I think it was the first or second year we did Killington House. 15, I think. I think it was like the March, February, March of 2015. It was like every single weekend. It's that four, four and a half hour drive up. Like we would do it because we either, you know, work from home a day on Friday and then ski and, you know, get a half a day in or whatever. And then the weekend. And like, we did that like every single weekend. And it was just by like April like mid April, I was like, I'm so glad skiing season's over because of all that driving all that time. Yeah. But you know, but, you know again, it's funny. people say, oh, we go. It's not like, if you're, if you live in, you know, Salt Lake city, you can go, it's like, Hmm, which mountain should I choose within an hour? I've got eight of them. You know, yeah. if you're in Denver, you go, I can just shoot over to a base in an hour, you know, like there isn't that option for us, you know, because, you know, if, if you were to ski in the Poconos for, and you had a perfect powder day, like if you ever even got that, like it would be shredded after three runs yeah. and you, you'd be bored in like an hour. No, but we even talk about it. Like, you know, we're in an industry where we can work from home and, you know, everybody takes that like as, oh, well, this is very easy that you can work from home. But like, they don't understand, like we're trying to still make sure we, we, you know, produce enough 
while we're working remote and trying to still fit in this, you know, extra time going up there. And it's like, it's not fucking easy. It's, it's probably harder than going to the office and, and just being a mindless dummy for, for most of the days where you're on point, like the entire day, you know, online, like when you want to be out skiing because you're, you're just trying to get up there early and stuff. It's, it's not, not all it's cracked up to be working. It's like a remote. double hustle, really. Because oh, the drive yeah. and the work and just to get up there and deal with the crowds and everything. But yeah, yeah, like we love it and we do it because we're planning for things to be even more ski focused in the next couple of years. Yeah. And why we started this freaking podcast It's because we loved skiing and everything about it and started, you know, shooting the shit one morning and got out two hours late because we were talking about fun, cool stories or things related to skiing and uh, just said, why don't we just start recording this and see if other people kind of think and enjoy the same things that we do. And you have spoken and you do. And we thank you for that. You know, Ooh. the first time, the first time that I ever saw snow was when I moved to this country when I was like 10 years old. Before that, I was in Southern Italy and never saw snow unless the, water, unless the water truck came by. So Southern Italy is extremely poor on like the Northern region. Okay. So typically, uh, you have drinking water, but the good drinking water comes from the higher mountains, uh, where the trucks would go up in the early mornings and pick up water from the water spouts from uh, the fresh springs from the snow-covered mountains. Wow. So when the, the trucks would actually get filled with snow, or they would actually fill the trucks with snow themselves, and they would come by and drop the water off, um, and we'd literally get it from like a huge tanker that will drop off water. And you would go there with your, you know, five, 10, 15 liter uh, canisters to fill up with water to have drinking water for, you know, basically a couple of days, like fresher drinking water. We still have drinking water, but it was just nicer. It was pure drinking water. Wow. Um, but the cool thing was that these trucks used to have snow in the back of them. Now, they would come through my hometown where even in the wintertime, the lowest it got was maybe like 45 right? That's the coldest it ever got. And, Damn. you know, you'd be able to just touch snow. And that, would be, that was like my first exposure to snow when I was a little kid. But then I That's came here. Cool. Yeah. And then I came here it just to, you know, did New York, New Jersey area. And that's the first time that like, I remember that like, this was like, you know, I mean, here when I was like 1990, 1991, that's the first time that I ever saw like snow like actual snow falling from the sky and I'll never forget that feeling. That's why maybe I love winter so much is because I lacked it. You know, I mean, I, listen, I come from the most beautiful beaches in the world, like the Caribbean, all that, like they don't mean anything to me. I've seen that. I grew up with that, but you show me snow and that's my beach. My beach is made out of white, pure crystals of frozen water falls from the sky and it is perfect and it feels perfect. And when you ski on it, it's just amazing. So that's going to be Secaucus in July next year, right, boys? American Dream Mall. <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> Frank, we're meeting up there. That's going, to be your, that's going to be your lunch. That's going to be your lunch workout. Forget the gym. You're going to the American Dream Mall to go skiing. Sounds good. A ski workout. Do like a whole ski gym membership. That'd be kind of cool. Indeed. So we've been kind of wandering off the rails here which is beautiful. So I think we're going to skip one of the articles in the Gonja line, stick with just this one about that. We kind of referenced like three hours ago. It's about, time for night can, isn't it? The new THC and CBD infused beverage company can, which is on a mission 
to replace booze. Look at the can on that woman rested for pouring booze down the Taco Bell employee's mouth. Yes, I don't believe she was pouring can in that that, <laughs> that poor unfortunate Taco Bell employees. That mouth. would be odd. I, I bet a hundred dollars to anybody who wants to take this bet that that girl will become famous in the next two weeks. She will make more money than any of us in this podcast instantly. I think her Instagram got taken down, down because people were, were like har- harassing or razzing or something to her. Cause I was just looking for it and it says it's been removed. She will so. make a killing. I promise she'll make more money than any of us. Oh, she'll probably be she, in like a commercial like in no time. Like imagine like Hennessy oh, yeah. a commercial, like, hey, we're going to We gotta buy the URL for her and just route it to highfalutin ski bombs. We'll get like a billion hits. <laughs> if she's like a six and a half, she's instantly a ten now. I'm gonna buy the Aguilar Aguilar Facebook thing and route it to our ski bomb thing. My favorite Whatever. my favorite drunks, Aguilera, Aguilera. Aguilera, Aguilera, Aguilera. <laughs> hey, it's like you, you want you want to make it big. Get her on the ski podcast now before she goes big. That's true. She's like her own fucking law firm, Aguilera, Aguilera. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, Aguilera, Aguilera, Aguilera. I got, I got. Um, you represented by Aguilera, Aguilera. It's on fire. <laughs> Is that the firm or your lawyer? She should be a great lawyer. His own firm. So the crazy thing about this can company. It's founded by two former Bain consultants. Bain Capital. Bain Capital. Good old Mitt Romney and his favorite meat is hot dog, apparently. That's the Instagram <laughs> post last week. That's a good old white man corporate reach around right there. My favorite meat is hot dog. When I was, to- when I was at Toys R Us, they were one of the owners. One of the three Mr. Burns owners. Yeah. <laughs> So this was launched this month at Mad Men and is now selling its $30 multi-flavor six-packs in stores and through Ease, which is a website that you can't buy it if, you don't, if you're not in a state that has legal cannabis. Isn't there a state where they can just forward your mail? So just get it delivered and have it forward? There you go. That's possible. Mail, mailboxes, etc. <laughs> Did they get bought up? I, like I don't know. Kinko's? UPS. UPS. Uh, I think forward UPS did buy them, actually. Yeah, forward that shit to me. All right, so the beverage uh, comes with a two milligram dose of THC and five milligrams of CBD per can. So, pretty chill. Um, yeah, these guys met when they were at Bain and have a background in consumer retail businesses. And uh, yeah, they are trying to push this out. They had a five million dollar investment round, and they are. Uh, they're on the forefront of this. And, you know, there's a bunch of different companies that are coming out with this. But this one seems, you know, they've got a really nicely designed can. And this is really cool because this is something that, you know, again, as Frank mentioned earlier, you know, there's different ways to ingest it. And you know, there's different effects that you get. And something like this, if it actually tastes good and has like that nice, it's almost like a microdose at this point, just the two milligrams of the THC. Microdosing it, like the edibles are good. And that's, that's what I'm a big fan of. Like this is this is light. This is nice. This is in, this could be enjoyable. So, and once yeah, like you know, we talked about it earlier. Once this gets federally legalized, you're going to see this stuff all over the place. And you know, I could see why the liquor companies are getting pissed off and trying to keep it illegal. Of course, because you know, people are going to have a choice now. They're going to go. Yeah. You know, do I want to get one of those spiked seltzers or do I want to get one of these can cans? 
And so we know uh, how it's going to work. They're going to buy the, like Coca-Cola is going to buy these fuckers for like $2 billion or something like that. Or InBev is going to buy them for like whatever. Altria, RJ Reynolds, exactly, all, the, man. all the big vice companies are going to buy it up. Exactly. But you know what? Eh, there's, there's money to be made. So this will be what cool. What do you vape those? <laughs> Constant, just, uh, yeah. Just vape the can. Just vape the can. Oh, forget the forget the uh, vortex. Do the vape right out of the can, bro. Make a concentrate out of it. Yeah, if it's just right out of it. If, if there's a way to like juice it and vape it, just like right in there. Yeah, the vortex bottle. That's oh, right. How great was the vortex bottle? You know what? It was one of those things where we didn't appreciate it when it was when it was around. You know, we, we, we appreciate the hell out of it now, though. We laughed about it then. We're like, this is so dumb. And then it went away. And now we're like, God damn, the Vortex bottle was great. Imagine a Vortex on like, like eight podcasts where we've talked about the Vortex bottle. <laughs> but imagine like the Vortex pop-off bottle. Like, how great would that be? <laughs> the Four Locos Vortex. The Four Locos Vortex. Ah. Oh. <laughs> you might be dead, but you love it. Yeah. There's a... Uh, on YouTube, there is a bong vortex challenge where they take bong hits out of a vortex bottle. Nice. Oh, that'd be great bong, the vortex bong. <laughs> Did they ever, like, was there ever, like, a speed test done with a regular bottle versus the vortex bottle? There has to be a video out there where, like, there's the time to chug. I love how, like, you know, somebody's, like, in a in a club and they're like, let me get a, uh, it was a Coors Light, right? Let me get a Coors Light with the vortex bottle, please. Like, you want to drink it faster than anybody else? That's that's cool. Dom Perignon Vortex. <laughs> Dom Perignon. <laughs> Can I get a little Vive Clicquot Vortex bottle, please? <laughs> want to drink this really fast. McAllen 30 Vortex, please. <laughs> you just call it McAllen. Like, yeah, can you put that in a Vortex bottle for me? <laughs> be fucking great. Uh, is there a Waterford Vortex bottle they can come up with? Ooh, Louis, the, Louis the 13th and like a Waterford <laughs> Vortex. Yeah, I need to drink decanter. it really fast. A Vortex decanter. I'm surprised some rapper hasn't done it already. How do we know they haven't? <laughs> you know, vortex crunk juice. Little Nas X has got his Vortex, uh, vortex chalice. Let's go to Ski News. This week, if you were in East Coast, you know, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, D.C., Virginia, any of those mid-Atlantic to Northeast states, you were pretty much cooked out because we had some ridiculously hot weather over the last week. But you know what is a, the best possible cure for that? The first official ski teaser movie of the season. Oh, this shit was good. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, fuck this. I'm going to watch this right now as you talk about it. That's right, you are. The good folks at Faction, they dropped their uh, upcoming teaser for the movie The Collective. And, uh, like, just seeing snow just makes me so happy. Like, I feel my heart rate slow down and my body just become more relaxed when I see snow. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's the fifth tequila I just had. I don't know. Maybe it is the snow. But it's just beautiful. 39 seconds on a hot day makes it all right. You know what makes it all right, too? I pray number three for Mario. 
no matter how hot it is, we have to always keep in mind the next solstice. Oh, is that is shit, dude. That fucking one, that one spot when they're just like standing on that ridge. Like I know that moment where you just like, ah, uh, just off that nose, and you just. It's the scariest just, part of the whole run, though. You just like once you jump off, the jump off is the worst, and then you're like, wow, it's fucking great. The sun, like no, just peeking over just, that ridge. Just, you know what it is at that moment? It's your mindset. You either get scared or you just look at it and think about it and say that this is just something like clay when you were a kid and you can just carve your own imagination as you ski each fucking line and then you just go. You know, this is why I'm here. Right. That's it. That's why, how I, this is just, why I got up here. This is why I'm dropping right. in this. And then Grab you just have fun. Go. Yeah. Nice. What's your what's your app right number three? I'm actually on to uh, Sierra Nevada Summerfest. It's okay. It's eh. I like Sierra Nevada. It's cool, but it, I gotta it's say, nice. I a, so I did a double sunshine, which is like was an eight point yeah eight point oh, mm-hmm. and now I'm on to a highlight, which is like a seven. Oh boy, seven something. <laughs> um, I gotta say, they make the beers uh, strong down here in Tampa. God damn. Nice. Well, it's got to pair well with the meth down in Florida, right? That's right. I tell you what, man. Highlight is fucking... Oh, I love that. I love it too much. It's like I can't go out and have like, hey, let me just have one or two highlights. I'm like, fucking... That's like almost... It's like four beers. I'll tell you, I've, I've gone to the fifth tequila at this point. Yeah. yeah the Herador is the winner. That one is... It, it crushes all of them. Like, it's not even close. We got to blind taste you. Uh, blind Dude, taste I, you. I, I I could name them all. I could, you could yeah. mix them all up, blind taste. I can tell you exactly which one is which. Damn, you know, a few I'm of them good. would be like Malort, be like Night Train, fucking Four Loco. Like, we'll just mess them up on you. That'd be could cool. Tr- could try, but I will win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Game. is Four Loco with Malort. Mm-hmm. Game set, Brian. <laughs> all right, Mario, what's next? Indubitably. Uh, so next up, Baraloche Argentina just got slammed. Um, so was that girl at Taco Bell? Was her name Baraloche? <laughs> she was. She could be whatever. She would be whatever name you knew her to be. Baraloche, Baraloche. <laughs> so yeah, Baraloche just got slammed. They got uh, the biggest snowfall in twenty years. So they're saying they got just under forty-eight inches, four feet of snow. Um, in the last couple of days. So we've heard from people like that were in the ski house. Kristen, she said that Baraloche is a feast or famine place. So when it snows, it's fucking amazing. When it doesn't snow, it's just kind of, eh, when's the snow going to come? So people there must be having a great ass time. They show trees down. They show, and this is on snow brains, people digging stuff out. Um, it looks like mayhem, but good mayhem. Beautiful mayhem. Imagine being that person who left like two days before. Like, I'll be there in two years. Yeah. Oh, really? Not part of Loche, but uh, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. For my 40th birthday, I will be skiing in Chile. Uh, Portillo is where I want to go, actually. So you're talking that's um, 2021? I have no... F- yeah, because I was born in 81, so yes. All right. Put, us on the, put me on the list because I'll be retiring that year. So you Put me on the list. Nice. I'll be able- I'll be a, a tad bit over 40, but I'll be ready to join you. Do some uh, turns. Yeah, yeah. Second, we'll be going second or third week of August, uh, Portillo, Chile. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be awesome. You heard it from here, folks. We'll put the link onto Instagram and all of our socials, and you could join us with Frank. 
Hopefully by then we'll ha- DPS will be sponsoring us. And we'll have our own special powder work skis that we can take on that trip. And hopefully Frank will get sponsored with us too. Yes. DPS is for everyone. DPS is for all. Put us up. Oh, so they're saying actually um, they're advising going off piste right now due to high avalanche risk. So of course we're advising not to go off piste. Do not go off piste. Do not. Advising against very different. The opposite actually of what you said. But then again, if you go off piste, it's probably pretty sweet. You might die or you might live, but you'll have a great time either way. Have a story either way. You have a great time until you die or finish with the day. You will have a story. It's just a matter of who will be telling the story. Yeah, there you go. I'm not saying that. I'm going to say be honestly, I've done a a decent amount of backcountry. Like, know before you go, study your shit, people. Like, if you don't know how to read aspects of snow and you don't know how snow is going to act, don't go. If you're not sure, don't go. If you feel pretty confident, then go. But, you know, if you're guessing and don't know where you're at, don't understand if it's good, if it's anywhere above, like, moderate, don't dare go. Like, just just do your research. Look at the local forecast. Pay attention to what people are telling you. Talk to the locals. Don't be an asshole. Don't be like, uh, I remember uh, my early story from last year with the, uh, Rawway Dave, the guy that we rescued in the backcountry in fucking Jackson Hole with all the beers. Yeah. <laughs> with all the it, beers. Don't, yeah, d- don't be that guy. Dude, leave, that like, shit at, leave that shit at Mountain Creek. Yeah. Right. Leave that, d- just, you know. Avalanche have, rescues from Mountain Creek. <laughs> have the gear, never go alone, go with friends, study the forecast, and if you're not sure, say no and enjoy the inbounds. Always remember, remember the yeah. ba- always be you know you want to live to ski another day you know like plus the back country is good after it settles for a couple of days during a powder day dude chill in the resort it's like, amazing it's controlled it's yeah. fucking great that's what it's for three days later when it's all skied out then go in the back country like you know yeah be smart be safe go home to your kids and give them a hug and kiss them goodnight 100 percent yeah Speaking of going home to your kids, freak chairlift accident as Threadbow skier plunges to the ground. Uh, oh, did a bunch of wolves eat him? Uh, this is not that movie freak. <laughs> the non We all saw that movie, and it was fucking. We were just waiting for some good shit to happen. We're like, well, they kind of did eat him a little. I don't know. They nibbled. Should have been worse. I so know. Skier plunged ten just meters. Fucking apart. Plus, uh, skier plunged 10 meters from a chair while at Threadbow after strong winds caused the chair to become dislodged. Damn. Threadbow is Australia, right? Is that an Aussie? Uh, Yeah, it's Australia. I don't know if the person was Australian. That's part of my icon pass. I I could technically go there right now with this fucking pass right here. But I don't have funds to go and fly to Australia. Listen, if there's any hot Australian chicks that want to fly me out there, listen, Ooh. I will be I will be a man for a week. Nothing's gonna happen, but I will be a man. You can take me out to dinner, do whatever you want. Give me yeah. not like that, but you know, you can you can buy me drinks. We'll go skiing together. Like it'll be cool. Jump on is a there fucking hand is that, is that not okay? Pictures, selfies, again? selfies, selfies? hand holding. 
we can do selfies. Nothing inappropriate is going to happen, though. My girl will yes. beat the shit out of you. I'm just letting you know. My wife will fuck you up. <laughs> She'll buy a ticket just to go over there and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. My wife will definitely get on a plane and beat your Aussie ass up. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. But listen, but I will ski the shit out of any mile with you. Oh, yeah. She is She is a down girl. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, Man, this dude, what would you do to Miss Aguilar Aguilar if she was pouring alcohol down your throat at 7 Eleven? <laughs> Uh, my wife would probably want to take a drink too and then beat her ass afterwards. <laughs> beat her ass up. Nice. So this dude right, was traveling on the yep. Merrill quad chairlift Monday afternoon when a freak gust caused the terrifying accident, which dropped the man into the snow below. Chairlift itself has a base elevation of 1,365 meters. Uh, it's funny because they have a picture of like, someone must have taken a picture from the chairlift because you see the, the chair on the ground and the dude... And the dude- 20 feet away from it, just like laying there like, what the hell just happened? What happened, man? Good day, mate. <laughs> Fancy me. <laughs> Chuck me down a rope, eh? Yeah, they said the, uh, the thread bill confirmed that it was an isolated incident affecting a single chair on the gun barrel chairlift at approximately 3, 3 p.m. Monday the 22nd. Call Obviously, my- what else are you going to say? Our whole situation's fucked up. Don't come ski here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All those fucking chairs could have fallen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we suck at what we do. This, oh, my God. We have no idea what's going on. We suck at this. Don't come here. It was the fucking magic chair that the guys on. Yeah. It was only this one chair that happened. Your <laughs> chairs isn't ready to fall down. No, we never no. saw this before. Unlike years 89, 90, 91, <laughs> all the way through 2019. Everyone's properly banged up here. We can't fix this thing. Oh, fuck that. Just keep it going. Keep it rolling. This is just an isolated incident. Yeah. <laughs> uh, craziness. He's a tough one. <laughs> All right. This is a few weeks old, this next one. Um, but I, I think it's kind of cool because Brian and I have been tracking the Beijing Olympics, which are coming up 2022. I think uh, the tomato just announced he's going for another Olympics, right? Yeah. It's crazy, right? Uh, he announced that what a few days ago. We didn't even have that on the thing, but uh, that's pretty amazing. How old is he going to be? Probably like twenty six. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like either twenty six or like seventy, one or the other. He's going to be his fourth Olympics, right? At least. Sure. How old is John White? At least he's got to be like thirty four, probably. No, nah, I'm going to say thirty two. I'm saying forty. What do you think? No, he's hey, younger. Hey. He's younger than me by like four years. And I'm 38. Sean White was born in 1986. Yeah, suck motherfucker. That motherfucker was born just while I was graduating high school. <laughs> I said 34. I was pretty close. But I went over. Oh, yeah. Damn, I was a fucking baby still. Um, yeah, so he announced he's going for another Olympics. But Beijing, so they have a really cool thing. And I missed this just because we were actually reaching out to the people that are running the Olympics, trying to get a connection there. And um, if you're listening to this podcast, um, we'd be very grateful. If, <laughs> you're saying something like, fuck you. <laughs> Your dog has a lovely guacamole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're listening, we'd be grateful if you got back to us. But anyway, so their ice venue where they're going to have hockey and skating and stuff like that is actually going to reduce the carbon footprint of the Olympic Games using uh, carbon dioxide to cool the ice which is pretty freaking awesome. Uh, they don't say it in the article. You actually have to watch the video in there. But 
it's some new technology. They say they've used it on small scale and they're going to blow up the scale to use for freaking an entire, you know, the entire Olympic venue, the main ice venue. Um, it's a pretty good thing. I mean, Frank, you're, you're a pretty techie guy. And Brian, I know you're into tech. Um, this is pretty amazing. They're saying it's going to cool the stadium down and they're going to use the extra heat that's generated from any of this to actually go in and produce electricity. So it's actually going to be reducing the carbon footprint, not even a, ne- uh, an e- a break even, which is pretty awesome because uh, if this technology works, I could see a lot of venues for you know hockey and, and other things just like changing around if that's the case. It's pretty incredible they, uh, that they're doing this. You know, I mean, it, it's so funny like, looking at the old Olympics, the way they used to do things, because now everything's gotten so much more smart and modular. I remember yeah. back in 2012 when London had the Olympics, they had those basketball centers, and like basketball is not big in the UK at all. So they made those arenas that were like transportable. So they'd yeah. have them there for the Olympics and they could move them somewhere else. Because, you know, like the old times, you know, they, they, the classic example is Sarajevo where they had the 84 yeah. Winter Olympics and they show it now. I mean, it's all just run down. They spend that- so much money on infrastructure and building all these facilities that just doesn't get used. Where yeah. now they're starting to be really like a lot smarter about, yeah, again, modularity or having it being um, car- carbon neutral or more efficient in terms of the energy being used so that it can keep using it in the future. Well, it was either like Sarajevo or Brazil. There's one picture where they park buses there now on like some big stadium. It's like, what a that fuck was, That was the World Cup for oh, Brazil. the World Cup. When they built those stupid stadiums for like three games. Yeah. Like, like An 80, entire stadium for three games. Person, what a waste. Yeah, capacity for these little tiny towns that could not like fill nowhere near like a quarter of that ridiculous well not only that like you know remember we used to have like the the world's fair they they stopped the world's fair was knoxville the last world's fair that all i remember is the one simpsons they went to knoxville for the world's fair i think that might have been the last world's fair but one of the beauty things about the world's fair used to be this cool technology and these countries would come out like oh look at this cool shit that we have and everybody knows uh who who got shot which president was it mckinley got shot and he got used the first x-ray or something like that at the world's fair oh really um i didn't know that because they were by there i, I think it was one of the presidents that got shot and he wasn't in danger of dying but they x-rayed him at the world's fair with the x-ray machine which is pretty fucked up but there's a lot of good technology that came out that was usable you know down the line for us and i think uh one of the things that this says is that the olympic committee wrote in there that they have to look for new green alternatives to like everything that they do wherever they can. So they came up with this idea and it's like, holy shit, you know, when else would we have looked at something this size for a big event like this? And I think it's great to see that they're pushing the envelope to say, Hey, look, you know, we want you to challenge yourself and challenge the the paradigm of like having a regular, like you said, Brian, a regular Olympic games and like do something better for the environment, better for the people. Um, London did a great job because like you said, not only did they, um, do the venues that were just not throwaway. They actually re- use that money to actually help redevelop some of the, the bad parts of, of London that needed, you know, a, an infusion of money and effort like into those areas. So it's, it's kind of cool to get that, to see that get pushed in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. One thing, um, cause again, like, you know, I remember back in Sochi 2014 when, you know, Russia had the Olympics, they were talking about the things that Putin did. Well, 
you know, obviously Putin to do it. Oh, did you see? Um, they cut through like a national forest to put up a chairlift to yeah. go for the uh, the skiing venue because they needed to have it in place. And but, just, ah, fuck the bears. We can cut right through and we find a new forest. That's right. We put forest in gulag. Oh, did yeah. you see? Um, what's the Icarus? Did you see Icarus? Oh my god! Of course. Oh fuck! Tremendous. There you go, Putin. Tremendous movie. Cheating, a, cheating on a grand scale. How Frank, have you ever that- seen Icarus on Netflix? No. Oh, it's a fantastic documentary. Dude, it's like two movies in one. So the guy starts a documentary about he's a an amateur, like almost a pro, but amateur biker. And he's actually going to do the cheat thing that Lance Armstrong did just to see if it works or not. Just to see how uh, much. With, the, with, the, with like diffusing blood, like getting all the yeah. blood oxygenated and everything he, else. He did, he did the, um, that race. It's like the, what, the hardest like amateur bike race they have. I think they okay. do three stages of the Tour de France. Oh, and uh-huh. he placed like top 20. Like, did and it, like, this is worldwide. He did it like uh, just by his own you know, merit and just his regular training method. And then the next year he was trying to do it juiced up doing the Lance yeah. Armstrong method to see he how, figured, let me see how much I can gain. Yeah. And it's cool because like you, he's going through his whole cycle and he's like, wow, you know, I'm gaining this, I'm gaining that. And he starts talking to this doctor and that leads into this whole fucking other show of like, holy shit, the Russians were doping like crazy. And that's the reason the Russians were banned from the last Olympics. It starts off as one movie and becomes a completely other movie, which is what yeah. makes it so crazy. So next up, it is the summertime. You know, we're all looking for ways to stay in shape and to get ready for ski season. One of the things that, you know, again, we've talked about, I think, almost every year that, you know, we should do. We should do more yoga. We should be more stretching, more flexible. Um, more stretching is a good idea. It's cool. At uh, AIM Adventure University, they actually have a yoga for skiers program. It's a comprehensive online yoga course designed specifically for skiers. Developed by Ski Magazine and Ashley Battersby, a professional skier who also is a certified yoga instructor. Wow. Self-paced online yoga class will increase your flexibility and balance, strengthen your entire body, relieve sore muscles, and prevent injuries how so, so uh just through practice through the uh-huh. the practice that is yoga and the stretching and it's all the stretching yeah, yeah. It's a lot of <laughs> stretching going on it's all the stretching that keeps it real yes very <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely knew the topic coming up so i had to do that just to mess with people ah, i nice. appreciate it <laughs> There's actually a ski club that we ran into in, where was it, Jackson Hall? And they wrote to me, and I didn't write it back to them. But they do a week-long yoga ski uh, trip where you do yoga in the morning and you ski all, all afternoon. It and, depends uh, what type of yoga. Some of the yoga really, some of the hold poses can definitely put a lot of pressure on your muscles. So it depends. If it's simple, like, you know, just like, well, there's like a, there's different kinds. There's like the hatha, which I think is like the stretching, which is what we just saw. And then uh-huh. there's the ones that are a little bit more holding the pose, a little more strength. And I tell you what, I did yoga the other night and the lady that taught yoga was ripped, shredded. She had to be like 70 years old. And I was did just she like, it out really good or. Oh my God. She, it was a, a huge stretch out, but this girl was jacked. I was like, she said her son was a weightlifter. I'm like, Oh, so she gets to the gym, but she had like one of these lean bodies that I was like, Holy shit. She had 
like muscles on her and freaking just shredded. I was like, wow, I hope I could be that day someday. And I'm fucking, she's like, you know, a lot older than me. It's crazy. I did a yoga like class seminar for like 12 weeks and I tried a couple wow. of different types and I did like wall yoga, which was actually really cool. So it's going to sound very BDSM and Excluding the fact that most of the people there were like older of age and not that attractive, it could have definitely had that type of vibe if you wanted it to. Um, the whole like idea behind it is that you have a bunch of walls and these walls have like uh, places to place hooks and everything else into it. So you have straps, which you place into the hooks. I know this is not at all changing the idea of be a DSM. However, <laughs> it's true. Like, Wait a minute, where's this going? Well, it's basically the, the the hooks and straps are meant so you can so that you can you can uh, stretch more. You can kind of like put it around your waist so you can kind of like hang from it and allow yourself to kind of reach more and get a deeper stretch and everything else. Oh, that's cool. And it, it was one of my favorite. It was really cool. That it was really cool. And the other one was uh, it was just called like not like sun salutation yoga, but it was just called sun yoga. But it was more like just feeling like the actual like, you know, vibe of it and just like relaxing and then your mind go. Right. It wasn't so, so much the about relaxing like, one the, seemed like more of a moving meditation to me. It where, was that yeah, it was more about right. the meditation aspects of it instead of the stretching aspect of it. And I tend yeah. to lean towards those more because great for relaxing and sleeping. Because I understand the benefits of the stretch and everything else. And I know that especially for somebody like me who has more of like a, a firmer stature or more like, you know, bodybuilder stature like I do, I could definitely use more, you know, uh, stretching and flexibility than I have. However, just because I'm such a high uh, intensity person, I enjoy just the meditation aspect of it so much more. Yeah. I enjoy just chilling out and not listening to not other people talk, but just myself talk. I enjoy telling my own self to shut the fuck up sometimes and just like, okay, enjoy the moment. And it takes a lot for me to slow down sometimes. And that's some things that I do love about yoga. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, li I like that. Um, I always sleep better after yoga, but I tell you the last two weeks, um, I've taken probably like three or four yoga classes and because I just started taking it with, you know, my girlfriend and getting getting her son into it, who's 12, but he plays hockey. And we're like, dude, you got to stretch or, or you can just you're eventually going to just break down. You know what I mean? Like your body is going to just say, fuck you. I, I need to stretch. You know what I mean? So um, I just think it's uh, it's not bad. Uh, and there's and a good massage. It's good to get a good massage, too, with that. It is. It is. And, you know. That's a pretty good massage there. So anyway, so Ron, what else you got? <laughs> uh, you want this next one about the boots? Yeah, so full tilt boots were uh, derived from NASA engineers. Um, so this is a celebration. Everything is uh, NASA and moon shooting now. Space and moon uh, rocks. And, and moon yeah. rocks. Uh, SpaceX went up today. They uh, launched the Falcon Heavy. It's going to ISS. So it's the first launch for them. That went today. And... Yeah. So anyway, so these full tip boots, they're, they have articulated hinges. They do three piece construction, um, like all on like high technology. So they look pretty cool. So have either of you tried full tilt boots? I have not. 
I haven't either. You know, I've talked to two people whose opinions I respect who have completely changed and they've never, they still never go back after trying full tilt boots. Really? Because they have the, that different tongue system uh, as opposed to, you know, the, the internal one. It's kind of outside the, the, the rest of the, the boot shell. Two people have said, you know what? These are the best. And they've, ha- they've used Surefoot. They've used, you know, Lang. They've used Nordica. You know, a variety of different boots. They said that they would never go back after doing the full tilt. Really? So, yeah. I mean, I really want to give them a try. Those and those those crazy apex boots. Yeah, the apex. Well, the apex can go. They're they're like more versatile. Yeah, I actually saw a pair of apex boots at um, Sierra Trading Post. Oh, nice. Yeah, they unfortunately they were the wrong size. Otherwise, I would have bought them for like three hundred bucks, whatever they were. But yeah, they. Uh, you never know what you're gonna find at Sierra Trading Post. Nice. What do full tits go for? What's like the uh, average price? I don't think, I mean, I think they're typical 600 bucks, maybe. I don't think they're, they don't look like that expensive. I like those first chair tens. Those ones I'd like to give a try. So full tilt. We got to write to these people. Yeah. They look pretty good. I kind of want to say reasonably priced. Yeah. Way cheaper than our freaking surefoots. Didn't we know somebody that wore full tilts? No, a couple. Which ones did you guys do? So you guys did those boots with the, uh, Fuck, what's it again? With the weird foam spray inside. Sure, the Surefoot. Sure sure uh, that was a Surefoot, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, I was debating on those. I, I didn't do that. Um, but they sounded really cool. You guys both got boots together, right? You guys did it too. You guys we, did, did we, we were naked. Georgia, we, were, right? we were doing naked yoga and we got um, boots <laughs> together too. <laughs> no, we're no I, was up, I was up at Whistler actually. We got them. We got the uh, oh, we got that's the right. Discount. The Canadian. Oh, you got the automatic. You got the automatic thirty percent discount by going to Canada because they're you know it's the same price. Oh, soft back then, yeah. never on yeah. sale. So that's the only kind of sale you can get. So I got to say, it wasn't bad. Not bad. Nice. I had problems with mine the first couple times skiing. Like my feet were like paralyzed. Like I was in so you much pain. I am. <laughs> I got frostbite. You know, like that. I was fake fake frostbite. Fake frostbite. You just wanted somebody to rub your feet. <laughs> yes. Preferably a large New England man. Dude, you got corns. Dude, dude you, you, your feet are wicked cold. Look at that hammer toe. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah. But now they, um, it was like, it, again, you buy these surefoot boots and the whole thing is like, oh my God, you put, as soon as you ski on them, it'll feel like they've been broken in for a year. That I definitely did not get that. Now, granted, I have these 130, you know, um, stiffness Lang boots, so you know they're 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 definitely super firm. And it took a couple of of you know days on them to get them where I was comfortable using them. Man. But uh, now now I love them. You know, two years in, but they uh, again I don't know if I would go the surefoot route again. To be honest, I'm happy with my boots, man. They feel like I've I can walk around those things all day and I'm like, fine. Yeah. I know you, you've loved yours ever since the, the start. My whole problem is that I can't remember to take them out of walk mode, <laughs> hike mode and fucking go skiing. I'm like, you know, there's something weird with my skis a little. And then I'm like, Oh, I didn't fucking lock my boots in. So why isn't there some sort of like app that like can detect when you're moving <laughs> and will automatically lock them into ski mode. And then when you stop or slow down, it'll put them into 
walk mode. See, Brian, I say this for a lot of other people, and I have to say it about myself. You can't fix stupid. <laughs> See, <laughs> when I do shit like that, it's just stupid. I can't, you can't fix that. Like, you Come just. Come on, man. Come, Come on, on, man. <laughs> All right, next up, you want to take this one? Now, if you guys are like us, and if you're listening to this, you obviously are. How about. You loved Legos because I know as a kid, I loved Legos. You know, I was at first I was very, you know, Rain Man and building things as the instructions showed. And then as I got a little bit older, I was like, screw these dumb instructions. I'm going to make my own monstrosity. Yeah, I always loved Legos. It was crazy. I can't wait for my son to start building Legos. I am like so excited for that. Well, I have a 12 year old living with me right now. And that little man loves his fucking Legos and he's into the whole pirate shit right now. So he loves pirate ships and like all the, he's like ordering Lego pieces to, to like complete stuff. Uh, it's like pretty cool. It's like a little collector model plus like fun. You know, he plays around with them. So That's awesome. So this is from nine to five toys. They've announced Lego has an upcoming 800 piece city ski resort delivering 11 minifigures and more. Dude, I this, saw this the other day. I want this. Before this article, before seeing this article, I looked up because they had this other thing that was called Lego Lego Play or Lego City or so. It was Lego City. And I remember looking last year during um, Christmas for something with like skiing or something like that. And they had one little thing. I think it was like a, a ski lift. I was like, oh, it looks freaking awesome. And uh, yeah, then they announced they're coming out with this whole freaking ski resort. It's coming a big thing. Yeah, this is really cool. So this, um, so I guess Lego has this whole city, you know, theme or um, series of releases they're coming out with. This one uh, has eleven different figures, including three ski patrol members, a ski shop salesman, a helicopter wow. pilot, a skier, a snowboarder, two children, a beverage vendor, and a customer. Dude. And if that weren't enough, you will also find a dog and a snowman figure. So here's a messed up part, right? So I was with Bodie, the little dude in my house that loves the Legos, and he collects the little minifigures. And I was like, all right, so what, I'm, I'm asking, like, what are they? What? So they've been coming out with like these Disney minifigures, and like there's like one or two in like the set. It's like a set of six that comes out that are really big. So he's like going into like, we went to like five below because he's like, oh, I think they have them there. So we went there. They had they had them there for like four bucks each. And he's like picking out, he's like feeling the package. And he's like, oh, this is Blizzard. This is the guy I need. I'm like, all right, dude, let's go. Sure enough, he picked out the ones that he wanted. I was like, cool. Look at that. But people collect those things. They pay like 30 bucks for like a $5 figure. It's crazy. That is kind of crazy. Crazy. So this, so the, it has a two-story rescue station. Uh, stands almost eight inches tall, and that pairs with a rescue snowmobile and snowplow. There's also a ski shop as well as a half pipe and grind rail. They gotta have a shop dog. Well, that's they have a dog and a snowman. Nice. How cool is that, dude? I freaking want this. Looks I love like the snowplow. They got the skier with the, uh, the little pipe. He's doing the little the grind the rail. Yeah, the rail. And their snowboarder in the pipe. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. You got the little snowplow guy, don't you? Uh, dude, I love the snowplow. They go, go with my uh, Piston Bully Snowcat toy that I have. Yeah, Piston Bully, if you're listening. Wait, can, I, can I get the snow? Um, it's coming out in September. 
Oh, I Fuck think we can order it now. Fuck nice. that. This is totally. This is gonna be. This is gonna be Luca's gift for Christmas. Perfect. Yeah. See, that's a perfect. I gift. I mean, you guys have kids. I'm buying. I'm I just because I'm fucking an idiot and I just buy a bunch of shit on Amazon. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking right now. I right, can get it for my kid. I'm. I'm cool with that. I'll just save me money. There you go. <laughs> Let's see. Lego ski. And what does Amazon have? Come on, Amazon. Keep you thinking going. They should have a... They should have the skier... They should have the skier being the shit of the snowboarder right over there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, they got a freaking snow groomer. Oh, really? Snow groomer, dude. Just do Amazon and do Lego ski, and you'll see them all. They got a fucking... uh, The lift, and they have the winter vacation... We got a guy who just got all fucked up and got uh, rescued from the uh, ski patrol. You see him? Where at? If you look at the Lego box, the guy laying on the cart, he just got all, because he has like a broken arm and shit. He's laying. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I think this type is fucked up. It's crazy. All right. So they already have shit out. So they have the ski lift, the winter vacation home. And the snow groomer, which, Brian, I think that's in your future right there. I like that groomer. Yeah. And then they're coming out with this other set, which is going to be like a whole little... This thing should be good. That could be my living room decor. Fucking Legos. I feel yeah, like this is happening. I'm, I'm done. This is perfect. I want to get... My son's kind of obsessed with the garbage man and the garbage truck. I may have to get him the garbage truck, and then we'll somehow... We'll Frankenstein it with the snow cat. So it'll be like Dude, a snow a cat garbage truck. Dude, it's Lego. You put a plow on the front of the garbage truck. Exactly. Well, it's going to have the snowcat tracks on the garbage truck. That's it. Oh, my God. I gotta buy, so I got to buy two of each. So I can have Dude. each one separate and then the, the hybrid combo. You just figure you're going to throw down about two, three hundred bucks. Get them a shit ton of Legos. We'll be fine. It's, we'll both be fine. Well, it used to be Lego Friends. So they came out the Lego Friends thing and now it's Lego City. Yeah. Yeah, that snow groomer is freaking awesome. I love it. That's yeah, not bad. I wish they had a Tucker one. That would be awesome. Oh. All right. So as you may or may not have noticed, we ran very long again in our chat with Frank. So what we're going to do is we're going to break this into two parts. This is the end of the first part, but we're going to have the second part out in just a couple of days. So be sure to check it out. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out. Skibumpodcast.com. There we have the shop. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. We're on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Podcast. Go to your favorite podcasting app, rate and subscribe. And also check us out on the other things, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you in a couple days with part two of this episode. See ya.